Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that would definitely use next-gen technology to spy on a woman doing naked yoga, no matter her grooming habits. Here are two guys that I will never call daddy, because that's just weird. Daddy. Matt and Duck. <laughs> so it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. I'm good. And who who's joining us right now? Uh, actually, wife of show Jen is here for just a very, very brief appearance at the top of the podcast because last week, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. I had mentioned uh, the fruit basket from the staff of Betamax Rewind, and you said that something was coming. Yes. Uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Um, my good friend Matt does so much fucking work on the podcast, way more than I do, like 10 times more than I do. I spent I'm three hours here. working on the logo yesterday and you couldn't yeah. even tell the difference. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Dad, don't feel bad. I couldn't tell the difference either. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, is is this, it's like one of those, you know, pictures, like one, it's 13 things on here are different. <laughs> You know, like the dude doesn't have a mustache or something. The, the watch uh, is on his right hand instead of his yes, left hand. Yes, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at every little detail. I was looking more like, okay, did Matt remove wrinkles from his forehead in this picture? Uh, is Joey sticking his her tongue out? Um, his tongue. Joey's a boy. Sorry. But it's the holiday season, so I wanted to show my appreciation. And I also, you know, with everything that you are going through, I wanted to put a smile on your face. So I kind of figured... This would be a box of smiles. So, right. so please, please proceed. Okay, so I already cut it open. I haven't opened it up, but if the accommodator's in here, <laughs> it, it will get used <laughs> later. If you, if you can, if you can, just reach in. There should be a card. Try and pull out the card first and read the card, and then just pull out one thing at a time. Uh, I do not see a card. Okay, I well, then have Jen do it. Have Jen find the card. Okay, here, find, find the card. I, I did see what appears to be possibly some action figures in there. <laughs> it's it's a giant box of nerdism, basically, is what it uh, is. So there's a card. Okay. So, oh, and actually, while while I'm going getting through this stuff, uh, you guys want to talk, and I was going to save this for housekeeping, but why don't you guys have the Christmas card conversation? Okay. What about the Christmas card conversation that Doug's going to be off our list? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, am you get a call- couple years of a pass, and then yeah. Am I being am I being called? Yeah, you're being called out, Doug. Okay, sorry. No, called, 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 called. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. He's reading your card, Doug. Okay. Have Merry Kurtmas. Um, and it's all uh, well, not all, but many of Kurt Russell's more famous roles, including you know Snake and the guy from Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm assuming that is from one of his Westerns on the inside. Yes. And then there's a Gorman Thomas card, um, an Echo Base Hoth uh, bumper sticker for the car, and then uh, a picture of some <laughs> gay young man. I don't know who that is. It's black and white too, isn't it? Yes, it is. Do you appreciate all the hair that I had back then? Right well, after, after that picture was taken, my life went downhill. Did Dick say that you had to... Uh, Shore that, or not shore that. Did you have to get shaved like a sheep because of that? No, shorn? I did not. I did not. Okay, and then there is a shirt, a t-shirt. Well, what, will you read the caption that I, the, the the handwritten note that I wrote in the card? Yeah, yeah. It says, "Hey, buddy, thanks for allowing me to do most of the work on the podcast. It gives me <laughs> purpose." Love, Doug. 
And awesome. Th- then there is a No Time for Love Dr. Jones short round shirt. That's cool. And yeah, you actually got the size right. I'm impressed. Almost everybody yes. buys me a large, and it's, no, I usually I do XL or XXL. I know you're an XL. Okay. Ooh. Let's see what else is it. Oh, <laughs> there is a Locutus of Borg <laughs> that you bought at a yard sale. Um, <laughs> it is the cheesiest looking Locutus of Borg action figure ever, though, isn't it? Yeah. Found, he, that, at, found that at Walmart. He's got, um, for some reason, he's dressed in purple. I, is I, he? Yeah. Okay. And then there is a MASH, the exclusive inside story of TV's most popular show, with found a Ford by Alan Alda. I found that in an antique store. And then there is a a Lego um, minifig. And is this... Um, no, that can't be because there's a gun in here. I, I can't tell who it is because there's something on the side of his face. I'll be back. Oh, okay. It's the Terminator one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is... You haven't gotten to the best ones yet. Those are just, those are just the kickers. <laughs> there is a bunch of different little liquids Dagobah tattoo what are these <laughs> this that's sand sample, that's, that's many Bothan spies died getting those samples from those planets <laughs> did you make that yourself I did look at what's in Alderaan there's some ash in Alderaan oh is that ash oh, and then there is a so I always get it wrong it's Watani um, oh it's a cup from the USS Sulaco Yes, but look at look at the names on them. Look at all the way at the bottom. Oh, personalized. Do you know what uh, Sulaco is? Yeah. It is the ship from Aliens. Yes. Okay, and then there is a Death Star? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I actually was going to make one of these. This Did is a you? thermal detonator. And if you put batteries in it, it lights up. And with the button, that makes it turn on. Oh, that's cool. You actually, somebody did 3D print this. This is yes. exactly what I was going to do, but I was too lazy to do it. Okay. But thank you so much. That, was, that is so nice, Doug. Yeah. That is now awesome. it's time for me to open my present from you. Oh, wait. There isn't one. Yeah, you're talking into it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Merry, jump. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, by the way, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Christmas stuff in a, a little bit with oh, you and oh, your sure. family. but um, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but... And now... It's time for podcast housekeeping. So, so the last thing that I wanted Jen here for was uh, in the podcast last week, we did the fuck, Mary kill for friends. Mm-hmm. And I had asked you to ask your missus. And I totally forgot. I could call her down here. I, I, I know she kind of has a distance thing, so I don't want to drag her into it. But okay. um, I asked Jen nailed mine. And also the reasons for it. But then she turned it around for me and she said, do hers. And I didn't know which one of the women she wanted to sleep with. But then I actually, it was the guys that she was talking yes, about. Yes, Matthew, it was okay. the guys. So but it okay. should be easy if it was the women. <laughs> so, okay, I'll have to think about that one. Uh, but Doug, can you, do you think you can name her fuck, Mary kill for the male characters from Friends? Okay. She would fuck Joey. Um kill ross and mary chandler my bell is my bell won't work (laughs) yes that's an easy one because chandler is you so basically she's marrying you oh yeah that's it that that's exactly it and ross is annoying and joey would give her the 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 great ride yes so uh anything else you want to say before you depart 
I just wanted to say, Doug, hope you had a wonderful Christmas, a happy new year. We're so glad to have you as a part of our weekly lives. Yes, me as well. It was lovely. And I hope you had a good Christmas too. Thanks. I'm sure I'll hear all about it. All right. And then just, Jen, I'm going to leave you with, with this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, I'll... babe. I think Doug is your regular Saturday night thing. <laughs> yes, I'm your regular Saturday night thing. Uh, bye. bye. Okay, so moving on. Um, covered the Friends thing, covered the Christmas card thing. Jeremiah Chechnik, who directed last week's movie, also directed Benny and June. Do you know who was in that? Played a pirate. What's that? Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Diabolique with um, Sharon Stone and the Sean Connery bomb, The Avengers, which basically ended his film directing career. Okay. I've never seen that. Didn't they try rebooting that? I mean, it's. I know it's based on a TV show yes. from the 60s. And then didn't they try and reboot that with Ray Fine? That's who was in that one. And, that was that. That was uh, Sean Connery was the villain in that. Oh, he was. Okay, yes. that, that tells you that I've never seen it before. Okay. So, uh, the movie California yes. featured Brad Pitt, Juliet Lewis. We were talking about um, side view silhouette of Bush, David Duchovny, and uh, Ensign Roll was is who is played by Michelle Forbes is the one who showed silhouette of side Bush. I have all that in mind. Also, the episode I always talk about is called Conundrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked okay. about a Sarah McLaughlin song and the album about ice cream. Yeah. That is actually on Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, ah, not Surfacing. And Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. Is that... There was one that was really, really good, and I can't remember if the ice cream song... I think the ice cream song is on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, the guy who played Clark's co-worker... I don't remember. I don't know what his name was or what it is in real life, but he slaps Chandler's ass in an episode of Friends. Steam's about hard work, but it's also about having fun. Good to have you aboard. Bing! That'll come up again later, by the way. Okay. Do you drop? No, I'm here. Okay. Uh, the John Denver Christmas special was called John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together, and it aired on ABC on December 5th, 1979. Okay. We talked about uh, seeing a person's face as they're orgasming, and I said, it's vinegar shots. It's not. It is this. Why didn't you just move out of the way, Taco? Why? Couldn't stop. Is it the vinegar strokes? What, what are vinegar strokes? It's the point during the sexual experience when a man is about to orgasm and he makes a face like someone put a spoonful of vinegar up to his nose. Oh, hey, oh yeah, well, that's, okay. that's horrible. I never heard vinegar strokes before, but there, there is that moment where you're yeah. just like, I don't care what happens right now, I'm finishing. A bee could be stinging you on your eyeball. Gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, gotta like, finish. There's a tipping point. Have you guys ever seen each other's vinegar strokes? No. No, no man should ever see that. No. no. Well, rumor has it, if you look into a man's eyes during his vinegar strokes, you can peer into his soul. Thank you, Dances with Taco. <laughs> Not enough clips from the league on this show. Nope. Uh, the Taurus had lifetime sales of nearly $3 million and was the wow. best-selling car between 92 and 96 until it was overtaken by, can you guess what car? Uh, um, Toyota, am I right? Am yes. I, am I, um, uh, not the Civic. The what's the one up from the it's a Civic. Honda Civic? 
Honda Civic. You're, you're thinking Corolla is the Toyota entry level. Toyota Corolla, it's the, I don't know. Camry. Camry. There you go. And the Sorry. Taurus was not available with wood paneling as an option. Okay. So that was just a thing for the movie. Correct. All right. Joey had mentioned the Gluck Gluck 9000. Are you familiar with the Gluck Gluck 9000 is? No, I'm not. It's from the podcast. It's a dirty chick podcast that you I listened to one episode and was like, eh, it's not for us. Yeah, I, uh, I I know which one. I actually still have it on my phone. I just yeah, I okay. know which one you're talking about. And apparently, it's the it's like the perfect BJ technique with like both hands and lots of saliva and lots of <laughs> both those sounds, you know, lots of eye contact and and yeah, that's that that's the Gluck Gluck nine thousand. Okay, even though we talked about it quite a bit, I never actually brought up the fact Danny DeVito did in fact direct War of the Roses, mm-hmm. and Jurassic World three, which is being directed by Colin Trevorrow, is called Jurassic World Dominion. When's that come out? Uh, God knows, sometime next year. Okay. Um, we were talking about, I don't know how we got on the topic of Jews or Jewish people, and I had mentioned a movie where a Jewish boy, uh, to kind of get away, joined the Hitler Youth, and the name of that movie was Europa, Europa. One significant scene that I do remember from that movie is... They were doing a cock check, and I don't know why. I think it was just like a health check where they're going to have to look at their dicks. And what are Jews best known for when with the cock? Being circumcised. Circumcised. This young lad was circumcised, and he had, was like spending all night trying to pull the skin down as much as he could around his dick to give him that circum the non circumcised look. Okay. And I don't I don't remember how he got out of it, but he got out of it. Uh, but it may be a little uncomfortable talking. About that. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll let the guys from Always Sunny explain it. Well, we don't have a problem with Jews. It's this guy whoa, in particular. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jewish, okay? He's Jewish. Don't use the word Jew. I don't appreciate no, that. that's okay. That yeah. is a racial slur, it, Charlie. And calling I, somebody a Jew who is a Jew is not a racial no. slur. Will you please not use the word Jew? It, it makes me uncomfortable. No, it's, not it's about the, the context that you use, and then if you use the right context, Charlie, you're good. you're the most misinformed person that I've ever met. <laughs> okay. Uh, magnate. Not magnet. Magnate mm-hmm. was the word you were looking for last week. Yes. Uh, misophonia is a hatred of certain sounds, especially facially originated ones like. Or, or the one that I just made when I was referencing the Gluck Gluck 9000. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, I don't know how we got on the topic of Southridge Mall last week. Probably because they were at a mall. Yeah, and that'd be my I, guess. I don't know. Uh, I think friend of show Joey did mention something about Southridge Mall, and I said that they had declared bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy! Hey, I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it. I declared it. Still, is that like saying you're divorced in the Middle East? Sure, I think so. Yes. Okay, let's see here. Between the two of us, we did get all of the welcome back people. The number was five for Christmas vacation. However, mm-hmm. we totally forgot to mention the fact that there was a fifth vacation film that was re- released theatrically. Really? The 2015 reboot. Oh! Totally chick, forgot about it. The The chick from Married with Children yes. and the guy from the office yes did you see it uh yes i did christina applegate and then 
The guy who Ed played Helms. Stu. Yeah, Ed Helms, right. Ed. And how was it? It was okay. All right. It's better than Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, the movie that Bruce Willis showed his cock in the pool is Color of Night. Correct. And that also stars Jane March. Right. Uh, I was thinking of Wild Orchid, which is the one that uh, Carrie Otis was in, and the, her co-star was Mickey Rourke in that film. And then you had mentioned Kevin Bacon, and he showed his bacon in Wild Things. Correct. Yes. Saw that in the theater. As did I. Uh, creator of Two and a Half Men was Chuck Lorre. Um, creators of Highway Met Your Mother are Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. Not the same person. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned that one time you went sledding and you got your ass kicked yes. by somebody. And it was the only time that you ever got your ass kicked. And I have to imagine that you kind of felt like something like this would happen. I get that guy. Look at the asshole on the way in, Clint. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform. I wouldn't suggest that, Mike. <laughs> Look, man, I got it all planned out. Most fights at places like this never get past a punch or two before they're broken up. You know what I'm saying? There's almost natural instinct not to upset the herd. So all I got to do is get in one good punch, play defense, and wait. <laughs> what? It's Joey's roommate. Yes. Or actually Chandler's roommate. He's Chandler's the one roommate. He replaced, uh, what? I know what film, it, I just can't place it. Dazed and confused. Dazed, okay. Uh, Aubrey, not Audrey, Aubrey Bracco actually did not win Survivor. She came in second place. All right. I know you don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And my final thing is uh, we had, you know, Better Off Dead is a John Hughes film, correct? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But we thought, it, you know, all John Hughes films take place in the Chicagoland area. That movie takes place in Greendale, California, which is Northern California. Yeah, it's where uh, community is set. Okay. Actually, I don't know that, but it's Greendale Community College, so I'm assuming it's the same thing. Sure. All right, so I'll close it out. Uh, Sassy Magazine. Yes, it was a real magazine. First issue was in 1988. The last mm-hmm. issue was in 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much money did Clark put down for the pool? $7,500. Which, do you have any idea what that is today? 31. 16.8, so not quite that okay. much. All right. uh, we talked about how common Walmart was back then. Mm-hmm. Any guesses to the number of stores that Walmart had in 1989? 123. Not even close. 1,259. Oh, oh. It currently, ha- it currently has 11,443. Fuck me. So for comparison, Target in 1989 had 339 stores. I'm sorry, 399 stores. And now it has 1,897. So Walmart had almost as many stores in 1989 as Target has today. Wow. That's... Uh... It's an interesting statistic. So it's time for... Who did better? Was it Doug or Max? Forever evolving, that song is. I don't recall a whole lot last week. Uh, there was a handful. Did did you hear the the Swedish s- Swedish chef in that song? I did not. <laughs> nice. Okay, so the first one actually was Joey. This tree is a symbol of the Grithwald family Christmas. This tree is a symbol of the spirit of the Grithwald family Christmas. Pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good. Not pretty good. Pretty Se- good. Second one is you. 
<laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Third one is That's me. Pretty... Okay. That's a pretty much a slam dunk, though. There's not a, a lot you can really fuck up there. No. Uh, the next one is also me. Mahe, 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 Mahe. I think I nailed that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one, I I don't remember who it is. Bing, Bing. <laughs> no, it's Joey. I think that's that, that's Joey. Yeah. Uh, next one is a couple people. I pity the fool. <laughs> I pity the fool. But I pity the fool. You definitely did that one better than <laughs> Yeah, did. I d- did that one better. The next one, uh, you you actually got the gender wrong. It's a bra. I am 16 going on 17. I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> uh, the next one is both of us. Terrible. Um, terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. I couldn't believe I couldn't find a better one. And then the very last one is me. Prayer, Mr. Savick. Klingons don't take prisoners. Lights. Prayer, Mr. Savick. The Klingons don't take prisoners. Lights. Mm. Toss up between you and Joey. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. I was going to say um, we could give it to Joey just because he was not here nah. today. Fuck Joey. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we did not say it. Thank you very much for your appearance yes. last week. You did a great job, yes, Joey. Joey. Look forward to next holiday season. When you pick that. <laughs> and uh, so ready for our next segment? I am. And I say, man, man, I say, dude. What's going on? Ooh, that's rough, man. <laughs> I just figured I'd throw it in there for, for shits and giggles. That was. Does your throat hurt from doing that? Oh, uh, yeah. You just, it's. And I actually had to do that. I took a couple couple takes to get that one correct. <laughs> All right. Still didn't do it. Still didn't get it correct. Ah, uh, that's that's close enough for that song. All right. So Christmas. Um, obviously, Christmas was. A couple days ago, uh, mm-hmm. very different Christmas just because of things. Uh, but I did get one gift I'm actually using tonight, oh. which is nice. Uh, as we've talked about, you just like myself, probably very, very difficult to shop for just because mm-hmm. if I want something, I'm going to go out and get it. Sure. But I said, Hey, you know what I could really use is a new cooler or something to put my drinks in during the podcast. And she got me actually a collapsible cooler that's supposed to go in your golf bag, but it works perfect for this. Okay. Yeah. My uh, Mrs. I mean, we had mentioned this last week that we, you know, just, I just sent her links, the shit that I want. And so she got me a couple of things, a couple of things that I wasn't expecting, but the uh, cherry on top was the Lego set of Darth Vader's meditation center or chamber. Okay. Okay. So. I'm pretty excited to build that, man. Is it big? And then, it's not. It's not. It's got him. It's got General Veers. <clears throat> it opens and closes. But then it also has a, like a sticker that you can put up that is of uh, Admiral Piet and Admiral... Is it Oswald? Uh, Oswald. Oswald. That he chokes chokes yes. out. Mm-hmm. Apologies accepted, Captain yep. That's not that part, though. I know, but... Fine, whatever. Uh, speaking of Christmas, 
I was perusing Facebook the other day and I happened to come across a post from you, Doug. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and your beautiful family, including your dog, and mm-hmm. you in your khakis. <laughs> and I don't know why. It just cracked me up. It's like, it's, 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 it's Doug, the family man in the khakis. <laughs> in the khakis and the uh, button up Oxford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, the night before, I had a sweater on. I had a, a green pullover sweater for church. Yeah, that was that was great. But speaking of that, I, did you see the video of my missus and my boy doing a rendition of Silent Night on yes. their guitar and ukulele? Yep. So I had taken another video of my son just doing Silent Night on his ukulele, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's angelic. He's got a sweet little voice, and I sent it to our pastor, and she was going to play it on the overhead or on the screen before we do Silent Night and light the candles and and our service that way. And he knew what was coming and right. He's like, when, when am I going to go dad? When am I going to go? And I'm like, you're up next. Your, your video is going to be up next. And he looks at me, he goes, I got to go poop. <laughs> so he had to bail out of church, played it. He came back and you know, everybody's looking at me and there's an empty spot sitting next to me on the pew. I'm like, sorry, he had to go, he had to go poop. <laughs> and that's what I said. And my missus was like, Oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you said that. It's but not he came back come out from backstage, you know, and, and no. play live like a big surprise. But he came back, and as he came back, everybody clapped for him, and he was just super embarrassed. But it was a cool thing. And then he played shit three times. He played for last week. He played for my family. He played for my missus' family last night, and then my mom and her uh, new boyfriend came over today, and he played for them also. So he's getting more confidence. I think the more he plays, and the more. He is showing appreciation for his wonderful little talents. I think he'll play more live, which is cool. Yeah, that is. You ever get tired of, of people seeing pictures or videos or what have you of, of you and your family and them telling you, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> like, you, uh, like I, you all kicked your coverage. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm told that often. Like, how did you land that? Um, yeah, I, I get it. My wife is way better looking than I am. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But in a way, it's actually an insult to your wife because I kind of feel that way when people say that to me about Jen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, she has bad eyes. So that that's a big yeah. part of it. Or what are you saying? That she's got bad taste? Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, but it would be great if, like your son, I could get applauded when, when I come back from, from taking a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually reminds me of... When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do. You can talk about poop, poop, poop. I don't know if you have anything for this segment, but I do. Uh, I kind of do. We'll see what you have to say. So I was in, I'll get to where I was coming from, but Jen and I went over to my mother's house today and, and we drove separately. And because of what we had just been doing, I'm like, I had to excuse myself to go take a crap and then came back in talk some more, blah, blah, blah. Then I had to excuse myself again, go take a crap. And I came back and I sat down and I looked at the, at the sofa that I was saying, did somebody spill water here or something? And so I went back to the bathroom to check, you know, did, did I draw? <laughs> and I think I must've set like my, my pants down in like just some water that was next to the toilet because of the, just the position of the spot uh-huh. and, and the fact that the spot was just wet. It was nothing else. Yes. But I went back and I'm like, yeah, I, I got to go. <laughs> you, you, you might want to wash this blanket. 
like Poppy on, sitting on the sofa in Seinfeld. Yes. He just wet himself. Yeah, well, yesterday I was out walking the dog, <clears throat> and, I, and I usually do where I go a mile out, turn around, and I do a mile back. And uh, I got to that mile point, and all of a sudden I felt, oh, boy, I got to poop. And what did I do? What was the first? What was what was my first thought? You text me. <laughs> yes, text you and said, "Hey, just want to let you know, I'm out for a walk. I'm a mile away from home, and I got to poop. Just thought you should know." <laughs> so then I text my missus as I'm getting closer, and I said, "Have the garage door open. Be ready to receive the dog. I'm coming in hot." <laughs> and she sent me an emoji with fingers crossed. <laughs> Made it. I made it home. But I'm telling you, it was a 24-inch snake that came out of me that would have been hell to clean up had I shit my pants. The the worst is when you're having a situation like that and you're trying to boogie home and you have the dog and the dog decides, mm-hmm. okay, now is when he's going to take his shit. And yes. he, he's not, yeah. and you can't pick him up because he's in the process of shitting. And you're like, come on, man. And, <laughs> come on. But yeah, that's... All right, all this talk of poo, I got to go drop a log. Oh, but it's someplace I can find it. <laughs> I'm going to eat that guy's shit. So now I'll tell you where I was coming from, and this actually is... You know what really grinds okay. my gears? We went to the movies today. Jen and I went to the movies today. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I went because she was supposed to go with one of the kids, and, and the kids she was supposed to go with actually went on Thursday night or Friday night with one with some of his friends. So mm-hmm. he didn't want to see the movie twice, so I went with her today at the theater eat a bunch of uh, movie theater popcorn. That always, that runs through me. It just runs through me. But we're sitting in this movie and two rows behind us, there's this fat fucker and his Russian wife who would not shut the fuck up during the entire film. And sometimes they were speaking in Russian and sometimes they were speaking in English, but they were commenting throughout the entire film. Man, that's the worst. That is the worst. Uh, I used to say something to people, but now you got to be really careful because that person might have a gun. Yeah, that's, I'm just like, I did look a couple times, like look over the back of the seat at them, figuring maybe that would be enough. And Mm -hmm. to add insult to injury, in addition to the fact that they were talking through the entire thing, they either brought in their own snacks or they had wrapping paper that they were just Crinkling. crinkling the entire fucking time. All right. You know when we and that's when what really my grinds kids, my gears. Sorry, when I take my kids to the movie, we make candy bags. Sure. So we each, I don't, but the boys each take a Ziploc bag, and then they're allowed to take six or seven pieces of candy. Uh, and we always get popcorn, a full tub, which we destroy, and sodas. You know, and that's twenty six bucks just for the sodas and for the popcorn. Mm-hmm. But the candy, you know, you buy a box of a can dots, and that's what five or six bucks. Yes. Fuck it, man. I got all kinds of Halloween candy. And my youngest, I'm like, okay, put your candy bag in your pocket, zip it up. Well, dad, what happens if they catch us? I'm like, oh, you don't want to do that. They'll actually throw, put you in handcuffs and take you to the police station. <laughs> That's good, Doug. Encourage your kids to feel I told that they're them, getting away with something that could put them in jail. I told them I was kidding. But, you know, my oldest knew I was fucking around, but my youngest, his, his eyes got as big as saucers when I told him that. And we went to the movies also on Thursday. And we'll talk about that. But we'll talk about that when you're watching. Yes. But yeah. So on Christmas Eve, I I almost died. Okay. Uh, Mrs. was putting the kids to bed. We had their presents up on the top shelf of 
the closet and she said, oh, can you take those downstairs to the basement so I can wrap them? Sure. So I've got a stack of boxes that I'm holding in my arms and it comes up to just right above my eye level. Well, I've gone down flights of stairs before. Shouldn't be a problem. But somebody left something, something silky and, and, and smooth on one of the steps. And as I was going down, my left foot hit that. And it was like I was on ice and my feet started going out from underneath me. And I just threw the presence. I was probably on the third step from the bottom through the presence, five or six boxes mm-hmm. and uh, went down on my ass and my back hard. And I'm lying there I'm like, oh, fuck, kind of feeling myself. OK, this is OK. And I hear my missus and my missus's mother was staying with us also on Christmas Eve. Are you OK, honey? I'm like. No. And just, they just came bolting down. Both of them had tears in their eyes because they thought I fuck. I was like, I had a broken back or something. Cause with all of those presents fall tumbling, it sounded like I went all the way down the stairs. Oh yeah. It's, it, it, you made a ruckus. <laughs> I made quite the ruckus. So, uh, yeah. Um, my, uh, my backside's a little, a little tender and I just see it. You texted me George clip. What's the George clip? I don't know. It's yours. Okay, carry on. Okay. I'll look. So I, I mentioned how I bolted from my mother's house um, because of potentially having shit my pants. And I left my phone there because I had had it sitting on a charger when I left. And then I went out to get actually my drinks that I'm going to have later. And I realized that I didn't have my phone. So I stopped at her house and picked up my her, my phone and actually my glasses. And she wasn't there. So just grabbed my phone and stuff and left. And then... When I got to the the grocery store, I looked, I saw that I had a voicemail from my mom. She had called my phone because she realized that I left my phone at her house. <laughs> and she left me a voicemail saying, hey, you left your phone. Just come on in and get it when you get here. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, well, don't, don't I, know how I, that's supposed to work. I've almost done that before when my missus, she's gone to the grocery store and she's left her phone and I've almost texted her and said, Hey, just wanted to let you know you left your phone here. <laughs> uh, George clip. So this is more for Joey. This is supposed to be in housekeeping. Sorry. Uh, Joey had mentioned a clip from it's a wonderful life where George is pissing and moaning about how many children that they had and that, he, you know, he should have thrown an F bomb in there. Everything, Troy. You call this a happy family? Why do we have to have all these kids? Dad, how do you spell Frankenstein? I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's for Joey. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the people at the nail salon um, gave Joey a Christmas gift, of course. Oh, what 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 they get? I don't know. It wasn't for me. It was, oh, <laughs> very nice. Um, my son got a VR headset. My oldest, he got an Oculus too. Yep. Do you guys have an Oculus too? Uh, actually, I just got, I gave one to my oldest son to take back to college with him. We have a another VR headset that actually hooks to the computer. But so, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's, uh, I can see where it's going to get me into some trouble. Um, oh, yeah. When I, there's when I there's some videos it, you can watch in VR. Yeah, I, I, I went to look to see if, if I could go to like a web browser and, um, Yes, I can. And and I know that the site that I want to go to has VR videos. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. 
Yeah, I, I've, I've and then I some also wanted to make sure I al- I almost wanted to see if I wanted to make sure that I could clear the, the browsing, uh, history. browsing history. Yes, you can. You can do that. You can clear the browsing history. And then my next question would be: Is it okay to be watching that while you're getting head or or you're you're fucking your wife? Yes, I never yes. have, That's but okay. yes, it's okay. It's okay. Yes, I mean, you know, if she's okay, okay with it. If she's okay with it. Yeah. I mean, what else does she think, think you're like playing Vader Immortal while she's blown? You? I mean, <laughs> I'm playing VR Echo, honey, while I'm getting nailed. <laughs> so uh, last week, I, I told you that we had people at our house when we were doing the podcast. And then after I got done with the podcast and I uploaded, I went downstairs and I, I was playing pool with them. And one of the things I do when people are going to be downstairs playing pool is I set up the room so they can use it. I turn on the um, the jukebox and the video wall, blah, 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 blah. And I noticed that one of the TVs was out on the video wall because the video wall is basically four different TVs that are together in an array that to make one big picture. Mm-hmm. And one of them was out. And I'm, okay, okay, that's weird. And because it was on when I left. So I went and I, I took it apart, cut the fuck out of my finger, and it was mm. just bleeding everywhere. But this TV is several years old. You cannot get the same type of TV anymore. Oh, no. And since it's four TVs, they have to be exactly the same size, preferably the same model. So I found a sketchy website um, that I ordered a replacement from. Don't know if I'll ever get it since it's been over a week and I still don't have a tracking number. Not so sure. But then I just did some online research with it. And because this is a thing two years ago, I would have had my dad look at. But I was able to fix it. I bought a $30 part and I was able to replace it and it works. So wow, I'm growing as an adult. There you go. Yeah. That's the problem with buying Legos and shit off of AliExpress. You don't get an email that tells you that your order was successful. I mean, it shows on the website and then you don't get a tracking number. You try and click on, you know, tracking order. And it, it basically just says, yeah, it's been shipped, but you have no idea where it is. Right. And then all of a sudden it just shows up at your house. Could be, Five days, it could be five weeks. Eventually, it always gets there. We haven't been fucked by AliExpress yet. Yeah, and I'm hoping the TV shows up. That way, I'll just have a spare in case this happens yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. But so that happened uh, last whenever. Um, and then three days ago, the day after I got the part and I fixed the TV and I put it back together, my youngest son comes upstairs and said, the TV's broken. I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. I just fixed this fucking thing. But he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about a different TV down there. So I go down there, and he has a uh, gaming monitor for his gaming PC, and then he has another TV that's next to it so he can play Switch or watch YouTube videos or whatever on that one when he's playing games, whatever. And I just put it up there a month ago. And no lights, no power, hit the power button, use the remote, nothing happens. And I said, when was the last time it worked? He said, I don't know, a day or two ago. So I said, okay, now I have to, and all the cables are in the wall, which makes it yeah. a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to figure out what was wrong. What's that? It wasn't plugged in. No, it wasn't plugged in. He'd huh. unplugged it to, you know, move cables around and never plugged it back in. Genius. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think, um, yeah, that's all I got. No, I have one more thing. Do you have anything else? Okay. I have one more. Um, Actually, I have two more things. 
Uh, I this weekend I am in the uh, my divisional championship game for fantasy football. So yeah, if I win the, today, uh, I go to the championship. Yeah, the guy I'm playing, he has bent me over and is giving it to me dry. <laughs> so I will not be making it to the championship game. Did did you doesn't see? help that two of my guys are out on COVID. What did I see? What did you see the uh, the message that Favre sent to Aaron Rodgers that they played at Lambeau after? Yes. Uh, I thought that was kind of nice. Sure. I mean, he still, you know, he still has a bunch of touchdowns to catch Favre. Not as a Packer, him, though. But not as a Packer, though. No. Um, and then my other thing, my last thing, <clears throat> for some reason, my youngest uh, went downstairs and said, Dad, can I play with some of your G.I. Joe stuff? I'm like, sure, man. Let's go. Let's go cherry pick some stuff. And. You know, a lot of the shit that I have, it's from 1982, 83, 84. It's brittle plastic. Sure. It's not in great shape. Sure. Because I'm not about to spend $300 on a vent, you know, a 100% complete, perfect looking G.I. Joe Sky Striker airplane. I got the $90 version that is, eh. Good enough. Uh, but, you know, some of the other, some, you know, I've, I've got a bunch of duplicates. I bought a, a lot one time, so I've got some extra shit. So we are playing with that, and he wanted to, you know, get some other things, so... You know, I'm like, fuck it, man. It You only live once. So I pulled a bunch of shit off and it's kind of bittersweet because he's playing with it and he's enjoying it. And he's asking me questions like, who's this guy? And who's this guy? But also it's like, oh man, there's a really good chance that this shit's going to break. But yeah. thankfully nothing has been broken yet. And now that he's gotten a bunch of new toys for Christmas, G.I. Joe is kind of on the back burner. But he he's gotten all you know. Prior to Christmas morning, he was getting all kinds of Christmas money from grandparents and aunties and uncles. And he's like, "Can we look on on eBay and and buy some other GI Joe stuff?" And I'm like, "Sure, man. Yeah, why not?" And he's trying to pick out all this other stuff. And then, of course, now on Christmas morning, he's like, "Yeah, I don't want the GI Joe stuff anymore." <laughs> okay, all right, man. That's fine. Just goes in dog's was- collection. It was it was fun. It was fun because we were chasing around, you know, having dog fights. And the, the Sky Striker is an F fourteen. Okay, sure. And uh, he's chasing me with a, with a Cobra jet, and you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put on the brakes, and he's gonna fly right past me. And my missus is she's just sitting there, <laughs> like cutting up carrots, just shaking her head, like, oh my god, you fucking dork. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah. So then I launched a missile, and it hit her right in the tit. <laughs> was she okay? She was okay. She's she's fine. She's fine. But then, you know, a couple times, I'm in the other room and I'm like, uh, we're going ballistic, man. <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time. So how how many minutes worth of trailers were there before your movie today or the other day? We had six. Six trailers. 25 minutes. A, yeah, probably. Sounds about right. And the movie that we saw, there were a couple that were questionable. I was like, Wow. I can't believe that they're showing this trailer before this movie. Yeah. Was it a red band trailer, but before like a Disney film? <laughs> no, no, no. But it was, it was a really rated R, very, very violent movie. And both of my boys are like, yeah, we're not going to see that one, dad. I don't think we'll like that one. All right. And then the very last thing I had was uh, kind of a holiday tradition is right around the holidays. Uh, we will either as a family or just, one of my sons and myself will go down and we'll play pool. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say for the record that the championships belt is still my possession. Um, yeah. He hasn't beat you yet. No. And the thing is he's better than I am. 
Okay. He's just not as patient as you are. He's not as patient. He gets flustered and, and he doesn't take the time to set up a shot. Whereas if he took two, three more seconds per shot, he would just wipe the table with me. All right. So ready for... Okay, there are three parts to this clip. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the first one, then there is the soft reveal, which you should be able to get it from that if you can't get it originally. And then the third one is actually from earlier in the same scene, but it makes it obvious what film it's from. Okay. I would have gotten this. All right. Lovely. You all right now? I'm here. Yeah, he's all right. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh, dude, I have no idea. Okay. This is just a smidge longer. I took off the very last second of mm-hmm. that clip, and that this should give it away. Nope. No. You take the head. I'm taking the back. That's a plan, Wes. Forget the plan. I'm giving the orders here. Now to shut up and give me the back half. All right. Be an asshole. Oh, that's uh, top secret when they're in the cow suit. The one that the actual sound of the week clip was when they're they they're trying to do the they're trying to climb up the side of the castle, mm-hmm. and when he throws, what is the rope called with the thing on the end? God, I a can't grappling grappling hook. hook. Thank you. It catches the guy, and so the guy is holding on, and they're crawling over him, and the big guy chocolate moose punches the guy. He falls over the side, and when he lands on the ground, he shatters oh, like ceramic. he shatters. Okay, all right. So all this has made me thirsty. Me too. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, okay. You're weak. You go first. Okay, I from the gas station. I got <laughs> drinks for the next three weeks. <laughs> I got uh-huh. a Barton Long Island iced tea shot, and I'm assuming this is going to be terrible. So bottoms up. <sighs> yeah, it's not bad. All right. Um, I am drinking uh, an Eagle Park set list. Uh, it's an hazy Indian pale India pale ale. This is uh, recommended to me by a uh, friend of show Joey. I've had it before. I bought a six pack uh, to go over to my buddy Jason's house um, last weekend, and 
uh, I had one of them there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's hazy, it's super fucking sweet, but um, it's not bad, and it's made in right here, you know, in Muskego, Wisconsin, so not far from home. Hey, I was gonna actually drink out of the Soloco cup. Yeah, it's broke. Shut up. Seriously, the inside of it is there's a chip, and you can see where it's cracked. There's a giant, like one inch triangular sliver that's cracked. I don't know. I mean, I pulled it out from the box and looked at it, but I didn't examine it that hard. It was the inside, uh, so you might not have seen it. If you look at it from the outside, you can't tell. It's on the inside. Oh, okay. Can you just can you just display it? As I will a, just display nice, it. Yes. As a nice display piece. Yes, I, I will put that up with my other little tchotchkes. <clears throat> okay. So, um, before get into the the movie you actually sent me a challenge this week i did send you a challenge do you what was that challenge uh true colors by cindy lopper he tasks me he tasks me and i shall have him i'll chase him round the moons of nibia round the antares maelstrom round perdition's flames before i give him up You asked for this. <laughs> Chick with the big bush doing some yoga. I know she realized people are watching in a world full of perverts. You can jerk off to it all and hulk up. Back at HQ, won't stop busting your balls. But we're flying blue thunder, whisper mode. Keep flying blue thunder, watching the bad guys. I am afraid, so I have to go in blue thunder. Blue thunder is bad. Blue Thunder was released. Oh, I, I kind of figured that would that was that was kind of a softball challenge. Yeah, but the the way I, the lyrics line up, it it's it's the cadence is very weird. Okay, I kind of figured you know, true colors, Blue Thunder, that that would be an easy challenge. Well, when you initially said that, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that lines up pretty well. And then when I actually looked at it, it's like, okay, one take though. Um, a Blue Thunder was released on May 13th, 1983. It was written by Dan O'Bannon and Don Jacoby. O'Bannon is best known for Total Recall, but worked on the original Star Wars doing computer graphics, miniatures, and optical effects. Jacoby and O'Bannon also teamed up for Life Force, but Jacoby is best known for being Bob Jansen's older brother. It was directed by John Badham, best known for Saturday Night Fever and War Games. It stars Roy Scheider, best known for Jaws, Warren Oates, best known as Sergeant Hulka and Stripes. This was Oates' last film. He had your uh, condition. Emphysema? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Candy Clark, best known for American Graffiti. Daniel Stern, best known for Home Alone, City Slickers, and being the voice of Kevin on the Wonder Years. And Malcolm McDowell, best known for Killing Kirk. It also has Jason Bernard in a bit part, who is also in War Games and V. It made $42 million on a budget of 22. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 78 with critics and 52 with audiences. It spawned a short-lived TV series that lasted 11 episodes that starred James Farentino, Dana Carvey, 
Sandy McPeak, McPeak, Dick Butkus, and Bubba Smith. Wow, Dick Butkus and Bubba Smith. Yeah, it's how that only lasts 11 episodes. I'll never know. Yeah. Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? I've got two. Okay. That's how many there are. Okay. You had said last week, I don't think we've ever done a Daniel Stern movie. Yes, we did. I just tried to forget it. Yes. Diner and Jason Bernard, who is the mayor, was in All of Me. He was in No Way Out. Oh, all, all of okay. me, and also was an uncredited gym teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, hey, how about that? Did you see this film in the theater? Mm-mm. I might have. Yeah, I did not. I remember my friend Matt Ryland in grade school. His parents always took him to movies, but his dad would go to the movie first to pre-screen it. Sure. And then if there was nudity, he would take he would take Matt and say, okay, we got to leave. And they would leave for a short period of time and then come back into the theater. And I remember Matt Rylan. Okay, so this came out in what, 84? Three. 83, so I was 10. So I would have been third grade. Um, and I remember him coming back and telling me about it and that they had to leave for some nudity. And I remember him telling me about what Jaffle meant. And he was just like, just another fucking observer <laughs> and he's just you know snickered as the third grader to, to say that word out loud i don't remember when i saw it i want to say probably it came out on video or i saw it at my mom's house on hbo and i remember being disappointed as a kid okay seeing this film because it didn't have the action it wasn't wall-to-wall I, action it wasn't like a, yes. a straight-up action film no 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 i remember being that not enough action too much dialogue uh, too much, meh, meh, boring, boring, boring. So, but this is actually Scheider's first appearance on the podcast. And do you know why he did this film? So he didn't have to do Jaws three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the movie it, itself starts, and it, there's it, police ra- there's police radio chatter. And let me say something about the radio chatter in this movie. I like it because even when they're in the helicopter together. It's not like regular dialogue. It's like they're talking to each other over an intercom. Right. It's got the, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. Even when Stern and Scheider are in the helicopter together, it still has that kind of like that added amount of realism in the Battle of Yavin when they're talking to each other in the X-Wings that it's just cool, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And actually, you mentioned the, the police radio chatter, the the person who did that actually was in a real LA police dispatch officer. Okay. But we have the opening title and it says that the technology is real and in use in the U S today. The hardware weaponry and surveillance systems in this film are real and in use in the U S today. Some of it more exact. Maybe. Yeah. There's some of this stuff that is a little bit hokey, but Hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, whisper mode is just one of those things that yeah, it's just you physically can't overcome possible. certain realities. You can't yeah, you can't overcome physics. Even though um well, I'll save that t- till the end, but have you ever been in a helicopter? Mhm. I have been. I was in um 
In seventh grade, I was in the Civil Air Patrol. Are you familiar with what the Civil Air Patrol is? I've heard of it. Yeah, It's an Air Force auxiliary, and we would meet, I, I want to say, on Monday nights in the basement of the Waukesha County Courthouse and do drills and wear uniforms and watch films and stuff and learn about the Cold War and what to do and the dirty Ruskies. And in the summer, you would go to a camp to um, Fort McCoy, or was it Volkfield? It was Volkfield, um, a real military base, and stay in barracks and go rappelling and march and eat meals and get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was a real precursor to if you wanted to join the military, this is what military life was like. Sure. And one day, they're like, okay, let's go to the airfield. And there were a bunch of Hueys, and we got to sit in Hueys with the doors open and fly around all those fucking kick-ass rock formations that are up there bank doing hard banks and stuff it was awesome so i've been in the helicopter i've never been in an airborne helicopter okay uh but we are introduced to daniel stern's character um i don't know his first name is lyman good yes um but he's losing a bunch of papers and he's immediately referred to as jaffo Mm -hmm. which we'll find out what that means later and i have it throughout my notes as lieutenant but it's actually the captain he's the captain yes is looking for murphy yeah, he's he wants he asked Jaff the Jaffo, hey, um, go find Murphy. And I'm I I'm gonna have to excuse myself several times. I'm getting over a cold. Okay. It's a it wasn't a horrible cold, but I'm on the tail end of it and I'm still getting some uh residual coughs. So I'm gonna have to hit sometime I may just drop out for a second or two when I hit my cough button. Okay, that's fine. But Murphy, who's played by Roy Scheider is mm-hmm. doing this thing with, with his watch. And it's in my notes, I said at the top, this was one of the captain's last films. And we find out that Lyman Good is going to be Murphy's new partner. Yes. And we also find out that the captain believes in Murphy, even though there are others out of, what would you call this? Not the base. What would you call this, the place where they take off from? This is the air command. This is, I wouldn't say that I'm, Maybe is this the top floor of a precinct? I don't know, but this is the Los Angeles Air Command station. I I, I think I just refer to it as base or headquarters, okay. whatever. But the captain is talking to somebody, and the captain says he'll he'll be okay, and others disagree. With me, I'd ground it. Be all right. Personally, I wouldn't fly with him for a bull that pissed Jack Daniels. Would you want a bull that pissed Jack Daniels? Mm, no, I would not. <laughs> uh, Where are you going to keep the bull? Where are you going to keep the bull? Uh, and uh, do you have to milk the bull to get the Jack Daniels? I, I, <laughs> do, you I don't... To, do you have to stroke the the bull off <laughs> to get a shot of Jack Daniels? That's a lot for a shot. It is. It sure is. But uh, so Lyman Good and uh, Murphy are talking. And Murphy asks Lyman Good, why did he put in for Astro? And what, what does Lyman Good say? Um, he just wants to observe. He does. He's sick of the guns. He's sick of uh, kicking indoors. But yeah, he but said it'll be safe. Guys, no gunfire. Yes, no gunfire. But prior to that, the two guys, the captain and the other guy, uh, they asked about some fellow named Montoya. Yes, who's and, uh, Murphy's old partner. Yes, and he put in for a transfer and had a problem with Murphy. He obviously did something. Murphy did something that <clears throat> his partner wasn't happy with. 
Okay. We never really find find out what it was that he did, do we? No, th- there's a mention of a party and stuff happened at a party, but it, it's never really detailed exactly what it is. There's there's a bunch of things that are talked around, but are never actually fully clarified as to what exactly it means. Yes. Now we're in the chopper. And for a helicopter movie, not real great special effects. Or the, uh, the rear projection out of... Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, but the actual, the flight stuff... Sure. It's pretty good. But what it, what does Astro stand for? I don't know. Air support to regular operations. Okay. And LAPD refused to cooperate, which is why they never say LAPD in this That's film. right. They don't, do they? Yeah. And there was, it, and basically Astro is, is actually really a division of the LAPD. But they never mentioned Los Angeles Police Department, even though the the very famous headquarters building is shown a couple times. Yeah, yeah. But they're up in the air, and Lyman Good sees a guy selling drugs out of a van, and got a black guy got, got a black guy with a beanie selling dope, and uh, Murphy says to Lyman Good, "What color beanie? Well, it's red beanie. Well, he's undercover." And I thought that that would pay off. No, it pays off. Well, it never pays off, but he says, yeah, he, he's undercover. Weren't you at the briefing? <laughs> right. And Lyman Good for, says he forgot about it. And Murphy says, yeah, you're going to fit in perfectly. Sure. But they get called to a, a robbery at a liquor store. A 211. What, what good is, other than being able to get there quickly, what good is air support going to be for a robbery at a liquor store? Well, they can put a spotlight on. And if there's a getaway car, they can chase the, the getaway car and track it. Or if a guy's like running through the back alleys. All the things that just happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the, the guy, the robber, is wearing an orange shirt mm-hmm. and a cowboy hat. And Murphy says something about, you know, nothing like uh, being flamboyant being, or something like that. Being inconspicuous. In, there you go. And yes. they use the spotlight on him. And the guy shoots at the helicopter. So immediately after... Lyman Good said that he took the job because he wanted to be safe, no gunfire. He gets shot at. And there's a cop on the ground, shoots a bad guy, but there's another bad guy who's lurking in the junkyard, which coincidentally is right next to the liquor store. Mm -hmm. And Lyman Good sees him, and they go down, and this is, I think, would be very effective, a very effective way to basically incapacitate a criminal. What do they do to him? They call it dusting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They basically they, uh, get low enough to the ground that everything starts kicking up. So you have to cover your eyes because you cannot see anything. Sure. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on in this film where, huh, that doesn't seem right. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, he gets, he gets taken out. They, they announce over the loudspeaker that I think he was hiding behind a dumpster and he was about to attack a cop. Yes. And they announce over the loudspeaker to the cops that are down there. Hey, there's a guy behind a dumpster. Look out. <laughs> but Lyman Good is shell-shocked, and he he wants to lighten the mood a little bit, and he wants to know what he saw Murphy doing earlier when he first met him. Sir? What was that business with the watch? 5-3, Back in the ready room with the watch? With... Sort of a test. I read somewhere that if you really think you're going the over the edge, the first thing you lose is your sense of time. With your eyes shut, you can't tell 25 seconds from five. 
Oh, yeah, I get it, sir. Yes, sir. Stop calling me sir. You sound like David Copperfield. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I mean, okay, sir. David Copperfield? Why would that have any... I don't... David Copperfield, the magician, or David Copperfield from the Charles Dickens books? I didn't even think about the Dickens thing, but I'm assuming for the magician. Okay. But he, he, they talk about the watch, and it's a way to check I, his have sanity. You ever, I saw David Copperfield in, in live. Mm-hmm. It was like in the fourth row. And um, we went to, after the show, he was... I don't know where he was in a hallway at whatever amphitheater that we were at sitting at a table and signing autographs. And I got an autograph from him. I, I wish I still had it, but I, my sister took me and man, did he give my sister the elevator eyes? He could he t- was, taken her to rape Island. Oh yeah. Cause he's, he's gotten into some trouble for, yeah, I think he's been canceled. I haven't heard anything about him in a while, but I know that was a thing where he had in his own Island and stuff. Mm-hmm. But is the watch thing uh, a Chekhov's gun? Because it does come up later, but I don't understand why. Yeah, not really. I I, I kind of thought the same thing. Another thing that doesn't pay off. But they're out and they're flying around again, and Murphy spots a car that is under a tree. And it's abandoned. Lyman Good um, wants to... How the hell did you see that? And who is the guy that's in the car? He's a big bad that we've seen he was in, in Buck many Rogers. other movies. He was in Buck Rogers, wasn't he? What was he in Buck Rogers? Was he Kane? Who's Kane? Kane was uh, the princess's guy. Oh, maybe. He's kind of got a, like a pocked, marked face. Yes. He's, I mean, he's always a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, it, was he in? No, he wasn't in Sharky's Machine. No, no, no. That's I, the other guy. That's the other guy that looks very similar. And he was in Buck Rogers. I think they both were. But all right, uh, that but, guy he pops up and uh, he pops his head up out of, from the underneath the the seat after the helicopter leaves, and he's got a gun. Yeah, he loads a revolver. And then yes. Lyman Good says something about Encino. And well, he goes, "What time you got?" <laughs> and Murphy says, "Oh, you've been talking to Montoya," and. They're going to spy, and we... What are they spying on? Well, there is this house with huge windows. Mm-hmm. And the judge had a house just like that, giant windows. Um, but basically, they're being peeping toms because there is a woman in Encino who does naked yoga like clockwork at the same time every day. Sure. And uh, what do they see? We've got Bush. Oh, hell pie. And did you watch this on Amazon Prime? I did. Which is like the HD version of it. Yeah. This wasn't, this was like Bush coming up from the bottom. Right. And, you, you know, Lyman Good is, is kind of a rookie. He hasn't been around the block that much. Murphy has seen some things and he explains it to Lyman Good this way Jesus Christ, it's the mother load. Never seen so much war. You can knit a sweater. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when when we were watching it. I actually, Jen and I were watching. And I had to go back. I'm like, no way, because it's she was. You should not be able to see hair from that ankle. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. It should not. Yeah, she had a Demi Moore muff. But uh, they they reshot this scene uh, with clothing for the TV version, right? And uh, in my notes it says Lyman Good would love the internet and. 
he's impressed by two things from this woman. What are they? That she's super flexible. Nope. No. Her tan. Okay. And her punctuality. Oh, <laughs> because hey, she was on time. Go. There you go. So we go to a different part of the city and a woman is driving up to a gated house. And the abandoned car we saw before flashes lights at another car. Mm -hmm. And the bad guy we saw jumps out and throws, I think it's a brick into the mechanism to stop the gate from closing. Yes. Then we go back to what I call the nude scene. Oh, I see. I got it back at the peepers. But they've been spotted. And But it wasn't the flexible chick, it was some other guy. Oh, it was a neighbor, a, yeah. Yeah, the neighbor's like, Hey, what are you doing? It's <laughs> a, it's it's too loud. No, I mean you've been around helicopters, obviously you've flown in one. They're fucking loud. Yeah. If yeah. If, if you are a quarter mile away, you can mm-hmm. hear a chopper if you're indoors. Sure. They but they yeah. were three hundred, four hundred feet at max. <laughs> yeah. That would be deafening. Rattling the windows. We have Blackhawks, military army Blackhawks that fly over. Those fuckers are loud. I mean, it. it is. Before you can, even can see them, thump, 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 You can thump, hear thump, them? Thump. Oh, fuck, yeah. You can hear them or you can feel them when they're right over you. But they're watching the yoga lady is not only interrupted by them being seen by somebody, there has been a rape called in right by where the abandoned car was. Yes, and the cops show up. Uh, there's a gunfight. The cops are shooting it out with the, with two bad guys, and one gets hit, and he go he gets uh, he goes shot, in the pool. He, he goes into the pool. The lady she comes from up from around the corner, and she's telling them to just let him go. And is it's not the cop? It's the other bad guy that shoots and and hits her. Right? Yeah. It's, there, there's a, another bad guy that's on the fence. Yes. He gets and shot and, and he shoots her. Then he gets shot and papers go everywhere. Papers go flying everywhere. And now we're in the helicopter. Murphy is watching this and he's, he's now has a Vietnam flashback and it's in slow motion. Right. And actually after the Vietnam flashback, that's when the bad guy shoots a woman and, yes. and the bad guy shoots as he shoots Murphy's copter starts to spiral because he's in this PTSD nom flashback thing. Imagining a North Vietnamese or Viet Cong soldier getting thrown out of a helicopter. And Murphy recovers his, his senses and he sees that the car that they ID'd earlier is gone. And now they're back at HQ and they're landing and they're being called into the captain's office and everybody outside of the captain's office knows what is coming. Yeah, they refer to him as the old man. Uh, there are some complaints that a guy had his sleep disturbed. Yeah, no shit. You had a helicopter right outside your window. That would disturb me also. And he asks, hey, why were you hovering in Encino when... And I, they referred to her as Commissioner McNeely. Mm-hmm. But she's a councilwoman. But she's a commissioner of like a crime commission. Yes. Or cr- and uh, was they said, why were you hovering in Encino when Commissioner McNeely was getting the shit kicked out of her? And Murphy says, this was not rape. It doesn't match the M.O. Uh, the captain says, oh, it's probably just some kids that were banging in their car. And Murphy says, no, they kids go to Mulholland to bang. 
there were no pit plates on this car. Rapists don't travel in pairs. You know, usually rapists are kind of, they're a one man show, right, mm-hmm. man? Yeah. Um, and my first thought is, okay, the captain is in on something, whatever is brewing. Cause I don't remember what this whole movie was about other than it contained helicopters. Yeah. And I didn't remember the conspiracy, but my first thought was, okay, the captain is in on this. Yeah. And, and as a captain and is basically ripping Murphy, a new one, Lyman good steps in and tries to take the blame. When I'm talking to you, Lyman Good, I'll be looking at you. Well, I just wanted to say, sir, that that was my fault. I talked Murphy into taking us there. You're supposed to be stupid, son. Don't abuse the privilege. You think I haven't heard about that silly twit out there in Encino? For Christ's sakes. I had 20 years in this outfit when your idea of a big time was sitting in front of the TV tube, watching Bugs Bunny, and gnawing on your fudgesicle. Now, if, if you can read lips, he did not call her a silly twit. Did he call her silly twat? Nope. You're getting closer. A silly cunt? Yes. Okay. That's the way it is in the script, and it's also in the IMDb notes. Huh. And uh, But Murph, Lyman Good is excused. Murphy isn't allowed to leave. And we find out he's up for a psyche valve. Apparently, he had flipped out last month. But there's a bright side to this and a moral. I think morals are good for you. I love morals. And the moral of this story is, if you're walking on eggs, don't hop. That's it. Now, like you said, based on what you know, if you're going into this film blind, it's kind of hard to see where the captain's at right now. Because in Mm -hmm. the beginning, the very beginning of the film, he's defending Murphy to the other guy. Yes. But now he, he doesn't care about these facts that Murphy is, is pointing out about what happened to this councilwoman. Correct. Damn those facts. Yeah. Because and they're grounded and yeah, Murphy's pissed. And I, I said, he gets into his bandit car. Is that, that I know it's a trans am. I don't know if it's the right year. Or not. I don't know if it's the right year, but it, it's got, it's the right kind of car and it's got the Eagle on the, yes. And it's the right color. And the, and the um, what's the, um, Fuck. Why can't... Isn't it a bitch getting old? That shit that you used to be able to just rattle off the top of your head? A T-top. Doesn't have a T-top. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yes, where T-top, you, yes. The T-top. Do you remember? It, it, does that happen to you where you're you're just... You're trying to think of something and you go, man, when, is that, when I was in my 20s, this shit was in my wheelhouse and now I can't remember it? Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's only so much room and this gets replaced with that and... Yeah, it's stuff comes up, but he well, a lot of he, por- a lot of a lot of porn in my head <laughs> has kicked out some really important stuff. But he starts his watch, mm-hmm. which I don't understand the point of w- starting his watch for what he's about to do because he's doing a basically a slalom course yes. in the in the garage, driving like a maniac. Hits the last cone, blows past uh, the guard, and just ignores a start a stop sign, and then. He parks on a street, and there's a beautiful view of the L.A. skyline from where he's at. Yes. And he goes in, and he's listening to his messages, and he has a couple of messages from the same woman. First, it sounds like she's desperate. Well, no, it's it's first it was she breaks up with him or says, I can't do this, and mm-hmm. then it's kind of more of, I want you back. Kind of like the chick calling Dennis Quaid's character from Dreamscape. Yes. Where the it's first great. one is you, like, yeah. And then the second one, she's like, hey, da, da, da. yeah. yeah. But she needs a favor. Um, she wants him to call her. And 
as all this is happening, a car is pulling up and he takes out his gun. Would a pilot have a a service weapon? I would think so. He's a cop, but he's not like an important cop. He, it's it's not like he's Mel Gibson's character from Lethal Weapon, where there are definitely criminals out there that want to enact some revenge. He's just a helicopter pilot. There's nothing special about him. So yeah, and, and he hasn't got so, into the conspiracy yet, where this, any of this would make sense, right? So I don't know why he's so paranoid. I mean, it is 3 a.m. I suppose. And some of the daylight stuff doesn't make sense in this film, but this uh, woman comes in and she's holding a kid and he draws on her. Freeze! Christ's sake, Murphy! Uh, You want to get yourself killed? You bozo. How many burglars come in the front door with a key? She says burglar's word. Shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Came to make friends. Is that code for fucking? I think so. Well, she's got her kid with her. Is that honey, his just, kid? No, that's her kid. Okay. But what? Just, honey, just go sit over there, close your eyes, <laughs> and plug your ears. But what is she there for? What does she want to get? A blender at 3 a.m. Yes. Very Fuck, important. She, she must, needs that blender. She must, she must need a margarita, something fierce. And she asks if he's coming to some party. And oddly, it focuses on her butt for a second. Oh, does it? Yeah. And as she's looking for the blender, she finds a package. And what's what's in the package? A dress. But uh, this is obviously somebody that he has broken up with. That somebody that he wants nothing to do with. But yeah, I don't know if it's a dress or if it's a shawl. I'd say it's a shawl probably because it, she asks if she can borrow it. I, I, borrowing a dress would be a little bit weird. Of course, it'd be weird for him to have a dress in a box in his kitchen. In his kitchen. But then he says, well... I got it for you for your birthday. And then they kiss. And this is a very weird relationship. Yes. And they're taking the kid out to the car. And apparently the kid has been awake the whole time. And she says uh, that they have to get serious. So they are a former couple. They kiss goodbye and she drives away. Yes. And the next day, the next day uh, on the TV, there's a news report on, uh, Commissioner McNeely and breaking news, Jack. She's dead. Yep. We're... She did. <laughs> and who is the 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 guy who is who's the newsman? What's his name? Fuck, I've got it later on in my notes. And this is important. Um give me a second. Uh the compelling stuff, right? It's not okay. Al. You mean Alf? It's hey, Willie. Alf. Willie. Alf. Willie. I've never heard Mar- of anybody named Alf before, other than right. Alf. Yes, Mario Machado. That's the producer. Alf Hewitt. No, Mar- Alf no, Hewitt is the producer. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mario Machado is the newscaster. Yes. He has he has 51 IMDb acting credits to his name. All as a newscaster? You, 42 of them yeah. are, are of, of him being a newscaster. Apparently, he was a newscaster in L.A. Yeah. But they used the shit out of him in the 80s. Murphy drives to the scene of the crime. 
and the scene of the commissioner's crime or the, the councilwoman's where she was raped or attacked. And as he's getting out of his car, his beeper goes off. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of throws it back in the car and he's, he's surveying the crime scene and he finds a paper piece of paper in a tree. He's a prowler. But are these the same cops that, that did like the OJ work? Yeah, they, some <laughs> shitty police work being done here. Apparently, yeah, the LACSI did not collect all of the evidence that was on scene. Uh, yeah, he finds that paper in his tree. His beeper goes off again, and he uh, calls the number on the beeper. I've been trying to get you all night. Why don't you answer your fucking beeper? I just want to tell you, Jack, that the next time I'm suspended, so is my fucking beeper. Feel better? Yeah, a little. Well, then get your ass on down here. We just came up with a hot mitt spy under each arm. You know, in 2002, I was still working for Terminex Pest Control, a national the pest control company, the world's largest pest control company, and they still sent their people out with fucking beepers. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about hot mince pies, because that, that is a <laughs> phrase I've never heard before. A hot mince pie? Said, yeah, we came up with a hot mince pie under each arm. Um, but you would think that even in 2002, that they would give their people cell phones. Cell phones. Yeah. Cause I would get beeped and I would have to go drive to a payphone because at that time, my cell phone plan, I think I was, I only had so many minutes. Sure. Yeah. And then got charged what? 25 cents a minute or 10 cents a minute after that. And it was fucking irritating as hell. I'm like, well, I'm not using my personal cell phone. Yeah, but you also have to consider the fact that your your cell bill was probably twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Where now your your base is whatever. Plus you have the data plan. You you have three people on your your phone plan. That's a hundred bucks probably. Yeah, something like that. And uh, but Murphy has to come back in. He's been put back on flying status, and they meet two guys from Washington, and they're way on their way out to a weapons testing facility. Pinkville? Something like that. Sorry, man. I'm, right. my co- I'm having, a, having a coughing fit, so I apologize. That's right. Uh, they have classified info. Yeah, some, they have a new chopper. They have a pilot, but the mayor uh, wants his people to participate. They get into a free hugs and kisses van. <laughs> and one of the dudes offers Murphy a heater. Yes. And I thought, again, I'm like, this is going to come back. This is going to something that's going to pay off later. Nope. Nope. Not at all. But they ask Murphy about flying in Nam and he did a tour and a half. And why did he have to leave? He had a sucking chest wound. Yeah. Gaping chest wound is what I have. Is that what it was? Okay. But then they talk about what are they going to see? Why are they going to this testing facility? Right. Right. You gonna tell us about this special detail? Yeah, a lot of people are already looking forward to the Olympics out here. And for a few short weeks, the attention of the world's gonna be focused on this town. And every nutcase and terrorist and uh, crazy with a pipe bomb and a cause is drooling about it already. And that's what this special detail is all about. The potential for catastrophe. We don't want any Munich massacres out here, Frank. Are you talking about crowd control from here? Uh, give that man a cigar. That's been tried before, you know. Didn't work out so hot. Oh, yeah? What was that? Vietnam. And a couple things about that clip. Sure. You remember the 84 Olympics in L.A.? Yes. 
Do you remember who boycotted the 84 Olympics? The Russians, I believe. Every country in the Warsaw Pact. Okay. Which was the entire Eastern Bloc. The Czech Republic, Hungary, Estonia, Lithuania, and of course the USSR. Well, did they do a true boycott or did they just do a um, political boycott where all the athletes still go? It's just there's no official people that go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, it was a true boycott because we we had boycotted the 80 Olympics in Moscow because... The Russians had invaded Afghanistan. Right. And do you remember the McDonald's promotion? No, that I don't. For the, for, for the 84 Olympics? No, not offhand. It was you with, with every meal or Big Mac or French fries, you got the little pull tab. Oh, that, yeah, I do remember that. And uh, the Americans just fucking cleaned house. Oh, it cost and, McDonald's a boatload? Oh, it cost them a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'm sure they still made money. Yeah. But it, it didn't, the promotion didn't go the way they had planned. You, you and then another thing. Go ahead. Sorry. They had mentioned that, you know, we don't need another Munich. Are you familiar with what happened in Munich in the 76 Olympics, I think? Yes. I saw yes. the film. Or 72. About it as it was well. the 72 Olympics. Steven Spielberg film? Yes. Great movie. It's got David, the Hulk in it. It does have the Hulk, and it has Daniel Craig is in that also. Is he? Okay. Yes, yes, he is. Okay. Uh, who else is in that? A couple other people. But that, man, that's that's a great movie. I remember seeing that in the theater and coming home, and it's still – that movie, there are certain scenes in that movie that weighed on my mind for days after that. Yeah, I, I, I know I've seen it a couple times, but it, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Uh, all right. I think I have it on DVD. That's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, the wep- the Weapons Evaluation Center is in Pinkville. I have okay. no idea where Pinkville is. I, it's probably not a real place. Probably not. But before we go back, um, you had mentioned McDonald's. Uh, obviously, you probably played the Monopoly stuff at McDonald's. Yeah. Did you ever see the documentary about uh, the Monopoly game at McDonald's? No, I did not see the the documentary, but there was when I worked at Western Auto, we had a McDonald's right next door to us. Mm-hmm. And that's where everybody went to get their lunch or their dinner. And there was a kid who got all four things to get the car. Okay. And he was just he was shitting a brick. He was running around the place. Sorry. Um and it turned out that when you got all four of those things, you didn't get the car immediately. Your name was put into a hopper. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, it, it, I think it's three or four episodes. There's a great documentary on, I think it's Netflix, might be HBO, about the McDonald's Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. The entire thing was rigged. Okay. And it's it's just fascinating how they got away with it, how they got caught. But Murphy talked about how they, they tried ground to air or air to ground support in Vietnam and it didn't work. And one of the the government's guys said that uh, they've added a few new wrinkles. You say this thing has anti-terrorist capabilities. Are you saying it's armed? That I am. That it is. That sounds like it now. I thought it was illegal to arm police helicopters. Well, that would depend on the circumstances, wouldn't it? A lot of people ain't gonna like this. And then they get to the facility and there's a grandstand and then there's, I call it, it's almost, 
the same setup as an old West town. It sure looks like it. And we see, then we get our first glimpse of blue thunder. Uh, just like the tie fighters in the force awakens. Yeah. I was actually going to say that. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Right. And I believe you have a clip of, yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. But, uh, the, just a few things about the actual helicopter, obviously the gun, not a real gun. No, but, um, because of the nose gun, the helicopter had to be counterbalanced, so they had to put a weight on the back end of the helicopter <laughs> because it, the even the mock-up of the gun made the helicopter so front-heavy okay. that it couldn't fly. And it was the first copter ever made to have an enclosed tail rotor. Because oh. if you look at it, the the tail rotor usually is on either side of the back fin of the tail of a helicopter. This on the blue thunder model, it's actually fully enclosed within the superstructure of the helicopter. And you know what that rear tail rotor does, correct? It, it balances it for like left to right. Yeah. Otherwise if, if there's no tail rotor there, it would just spin. The body of the helicopter would just spin out of control. And that's what happens later when he loses rotor control. Yes. Uh, but they're taking their seats, and it, there's an announcer who's giving the, the specs of the helicopter. This whole ship is heavily armored with Nordic NATO armor, one inch thick. This ship is equipped with a forward-mounted 20-millimeter electric cannon. Its six barrels are capable of firing 4,000 rounds of ammunition per minute. And that, gentlemen... Is one hell of a shitstorm in anybody's language. And there was a an am, ammunition manufacturer that offered to donate, I think it was 6 million rounds of ammunition. I did read that. It was quite a bit. And they said no. Yeah, so one inch of armor around this entire fucking helicopter, that helicopter would not be able to take off the ground. It would weigh a little bit. It would just a little bit. You would have to have a big fucking engine on that helicopter in order for it to fly. But what is on the proving ground of this town? What kind of what color cutouts? Uh, there are white cutouts and there are red cutouts. And the red cutouts are the bad guys, correct? The terrorists, yes. Yes. And uh, the helicopter goes through and basically takes out all of the red cutouts. And Murphy goes, oh, my God. He says that a couple of times in this movie. Oh, yeah. He, he's just shocked after the first strafing run. Yes. But it, the next strafing run, the helicopter's going right in the direction of the grandstand and shooting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of times in this movie where the downrange fire discipline, not so great. But uh, on the second run, they have a thing where, I, is this where the bus comes up? Not yet. Okay, but they're talking about how successful the run was, and th- there's some disagreement about that. Now, look at that. All the red dummies are blown to hell. Yeah, and a few white ones. One civilian dead for every ten terrorists. That's an acceptable ratio. Unless you're one of the civilians. What What would be an acceptable ratio in, in, in the real world? Zero civilians. Yeah, you're never going to get it something to be completely safe where you're going to get it to zero. But 10%, I would think, wouldn't even approach being acceptable. No, certainly not. Now they drag the bus out. But and before they drag the bus out, we see the bad guy from the uh, from the rape scene where the, the councilwoman was shot. He's there. 
Is he there? Yes, he's there. All right. And this is the last run. And in this run, this is where the bus is brought in. A ton of the the target kids, the white things that pop up, are blown away. <laughs> well, the helicopter is having some gun issues. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, he says what it is, but it, it's not that it's stuck. It was uh, it, like it spun out. I can't remember what he called it. Sure. Not seized up or something. But they're like, all right, guys, let's go see the results. The chopper lands. And somebody comes up and says, good shooting, Colonel. Stoppage. That's what it is. Stoppage, had another, yes. Had another stoppage. And this guy, Malcolm McDowell from Caligula, uh, <laughs> they know each other. Murphy and, and this Colonel know each other. This is where I'm confused. Okay. Because this guy was a military, a U.S. military officer, but has an English accent. Well, it's probably just like Ben Affleck. He flew for the RAF in World War II. Uh, man, I don't know. Why wouldn't they just get an American actor? What? Why go through? Why go through the the hassle of? Well, they, they never not, explain it. No, they don't. And it but, could be that he was. You know, there are people that have British accents that just were were born here, but they were their parents were British and but they were American by birth. Yes, or they live in your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, sh- I should have said Happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. Yes. Yeah. The British say. But right. But they have a history. Uh, and they have a history. And the pilot, what's the pilot's name? Cockering. That's that's what you said. <laughs> in in your sound clip, it's labeled Cockering. <laughs> yes, because in voice to text, I can yeah. do Cockering, but I can't do Cockering. Yeah. So that's what I used for the the picture <laughs> a cockering yeah when you said <laughs> cockering but yeah he, he tried to have murphy court-martialed but uh he got caught he caught some shrapnel and uh this guy cochran says that murphy is not right for the job yeah and both of them are are cocky but the pilot says that he'll handle it and murphy and cochran or soren they they have this back and forth and this is where Cochran's uh, catchphrase is first yes. mentioned. Could have used this in Nam. Hmm? Could have used something. Do you think you can fly it? You flew it, didn't you? I'll check you out myself tomorrow. Be on the pad, 12 sharp. 12 sharp. Well, catch you later. And then... For for some reason, the, the the captain describes Doug here. Irritating old cocksucker, isn't he? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. But the next day, the uh, next day, uh, Murphy's or is it? It could be. It could be the same day because they picked him up at like four o'clock in the morning. But he said he's going to check him out the next day. Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. You're right. He sees his ex partner Montoya, who another guy that we've seen in a million other things. Yeah, he's definitely one of those that guys. And he's he's at the the pad. That's why I call it the pad. And Murphy gives him the paper he got from the crime scene to translate because it's in Spanish. Uh, you know, too bad he didn't have Google Translate. There you go. Or but literally he, just go down to the barrio and have anybody do it. It wouldn't be that right. fucking difficult. But Montoya says that the paper that he has has something to do with urban violence. Right. And then uh, Lyman Good is asking about 
Murphy looping a copter. He doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And Cochran says it's aerodynamically impossible. I actually looked this up. It is not. It has been done. All right. But um, the other pilot goes and he pulls a cotter pin out of, I think it's part of the tail rotor assembly. Well, we have to mention also that uh, Montoya gave Lyman Good a, a hat that has Jaffo, Jaffo on it. on it, yeah, J-A-F-O. J-A-F-O, yes. Uh, and um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cochran is on the pad, yeah, and removes the cotter pin and loosens a nut. But that the way that that bolt is oriented is the nuts on top, mm-hmm. and the, the, the bolt comes up from the bottom. Yeah. In reality, they always put the bolt on top and the nut on the bottom. So in, if it does come loose, it doesn't just fall out. It gives mm-hmm. not a lot, but it gives a little bit extra layer of protection. One little bit more margin for error. Yes. Right. Um, and Cochran says, okay, we're going to play follow my leader. And he's giving instructions in, th- in the air as to what they're going to do. And this is another trope that drives me crazy. How many times did they show the bolt vibrating? <laughs> in the nut? Yeah. Three times. Okay. They showed it three times. And on the fourth time. They didn't want anybody to forget. Yeah. The nut comes off. But they're they're flying in tight formation. Yes. And I understand what, what you said before is true about some of the special effects when they're showing uh, Lyman Good and Murphy in the copter. And later when they're showing Murphy in the copter, it's, they're just using rear projection and it doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. The actual real flight scenes in this film are pretty pretty done pretty well. Yes. Uh, but as you said, the bolt is getting loose. Murphy takes the lead. He goes into a dive and then the bolt is loose. And then looks like loss of rotor control. And Murphy says to shut the fuel off and they are coming down. And then there's a bus that they have that to avoid. Yeah. Cause they want to land on the street, but there's a bus in the way and they land on some house um, that's under construction and a bunch of workers. Come I say that's a construction trailer. That's not a house. Is it? Yes. You know, if you ever go to a job site, Right. There's a yes. trailer. That's what I'd say that is. That's the, the like the foreman's trailer. Yeah, and there's a bunch of workers that are uh, helping them, and then the workers, once they get them out, start chewing them out. Right, and the thing, I didn't pull the clip for it, but I love the way that he does this. As Cochran calls in the crash, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in the Watts area, he just yawns. Yeah. And then uh, a black and white car um, drops off Murphy at the garage, and his arm is in a sling and Cochran drives up and he's driving a silver Corvette. Yes. And Cochran isn't just a dick. He's evil. I mean, he's a bad guy. Right. And Murphy does the slalom thing out of the garage again. And Cochran smiles because I think that's because Cochran knows that he's getting under Murphy's skin. He certainly does. And I, I believe at this point, Murphy tells, tells Cochran, Hey, just back off. Well, and there's this whole, are you threatening me? It's like, no, I'm just telling you to back off. Right, right. But then the next day, maybe later that day. I think it's later that day. He's driving with his girlfriend. Well, he's not driving. No, no, the girlfriend is driving and he's in the back seat because the kid is up in front. And I'd be like, hey, kid, get your ass in back. Yeah. Have you you seen how she drives? Right. They're looking. Oh, you're going to be playing that clip a lot. Yeah, it's going to wear it out. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they're looking for something. And he he says, no, you passed it. And she flips a bitch, and she's going the wrong way down a one-way street. Right. And his old partner is there, uh, Montoya, is there, and he's telling him about the piece of paper, uh, strangers in the barrio making trouble, and then there's one word that's not in Spanish, and that's Thor. Yes. And the the funeral for the dead lady is on the news. And the girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever she is, is, is cooking. And she's looking for Frank, but can't find him. And as she starts searching for him, I don't have the clip, but what does she say that she hopes it is? Oh, that he's playing hide and seek. That it's something kinky. Yeah. But she still can't yeah. find him. And she's pissed because she thinks he left and she goes outside and his car is still there. His car is there, yes. But she finds him sleeping in the kid's room, kind of on the floor, propped up against the bed. He's obviously having a nightmare. Well, he, he's dreaming just like my dog. Yeah. So, you know, just the, 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 the little twitches. Yes. And But he's, gro- he's, he's groaning a little bit. He's like, her, 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 her. Yeah, but now it's the next day. Wait, 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 but we, we, we caught a bit of this earlier when he was coming down at uh, the, the scene of the attack on the congresswoman or the councilwoman. Yeah. Now we get another piece of this. They're slowly doling out the, the full picture of what happens in this flashback. Mm-hmm. It's Vietnam, dropping a Viet Cong out of the chopper. And then now it is the next day and they're at the pad and there's an army guy. And what is he doing? He's basically showing them all of the uh, benefits of this helicopter. Night vision, infrared filter, target system, whisper mode so you can travel silent, audio which controls your outside mics which you hear. What's the sensitivity of those mics? You can hear a mouse fart at 2,000 feet. <laughs> now, gentlemen, this is your Harrison fire control helmet. This baby is the heart of your system. Let's take a look and see how she works. Now watch this. It superimposes the gun cues on the real world. Wherever you look, the guns follow. See, that, that's better than the original version, because in the original version, you had to think in Russian. And <laughs> Firefox. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A couple of things about this. Where are the microphones mounted? Uh, right under the rotors. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I, you'd be able to hear anything. No. And at this time, even in Vietnam, you had the Bell Cobra helicopter, which, are you, do you know what the Cobra was? No. It's the, it's, you had the, it's a very thin helicopter that has a gunner in the front seat and the pilot in the rear seat. And I don't think that they had the uh, helmet with the wherever you looked, the gun went. Sure. But I, I do know that Nicolas Cage and Tommy Lee Jones had that helmet in. Firebirds? Firebirds with. With the chick from that wanted to be in Batman. She was in No Way Out. Sean. Young. Young. Yep. Yeah. With And that's the Apache. Which I think the first time that anybody ever really heard about the Apache was in 1990 when we first, when Iraq invaded Kuwait. And then I remember being a senior in high school and actually in English class having a vocabulary test with all of the different 
weapons and you know scud apache uh all sarin gas all kinds of stuff we had a quiz on all the shit that was going on in the first gulf war okay okay but and and that's when we learned about that helmet that wherever you looked the gun went um but you some, something's going on with the videotapes. I really didn't quite understand this. You have a clip for it, though. Well, don't you? Lyman Good is talking to the guy because there's a guy that's loading stuff into the underbelly of the helicopter. And Lyman Good said that back in college or something, he used to work on three quarter inch tapes in the and, Navy. That was his rating. In the okay, Navy. in the rating. And then, in, sorry, in the Navy. And they're talking about how they can be administered. Each reel is code numbered. And this little bug erases the tape on a signal from Central Command. Of course, the tape's got to be inside the case for it to erase. It only erases in the case? That's great. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Interesting. I didn't know Jack Lemmon was in this film. <laughs> it sounded exactly like him. But I, you couldn't spell that out. Hey, audience, are you catching this? This is important for you to know later. Right. But... As that conversation is, is going on, the captain is walking up and Murphy is targeting his crotch with the yes. helmet. And then the captain asks Murphy about threatening Cochrane. And they talk about what the, the price of Blue Thunder was. What was the cost of Blue Thunder? I don't know. $5 million. That's, that seems pretty cheap, man. That seems pretty low to me. Yeah. But the captain thinks that the feds are after Murphy and he kind of gives him an unofficial warning about that. And Lyman Hood is talking to the tech geek. And this is where we find out that Lyman Good is smart. And they're about to take off on their test flight. But before they do that, that's probably a good time to actually break and go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. So, you know, I do the podcast in the basement and my lobby is my bathroom that I have in my basement. And the only time I use my bathroom in the basement is while I'm doing the podcast. So it's been a week since we've done the podcast. And it's great when you go in there and you open up the toilet and somebody has shit in there and didn't flush. And I have no idea how long that shit's been sitting in there. Great. Awesome. And I am i can only suspect it wasn't my missus. It has to be one of my children. Eh, well, yeah, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. So they are, Murphy and Lyman Good are taking the helicopter out on a test flight. And they, they talk about, do they need the record of the in-cabin mic recording? No, let's disable it, motherfucker. So, yeah, Lyman Good takes the fuse out, and they ask for clearance to leave and aren't cleared by the tower, and this is where Cochran shows up. He doesn't want them to be cleared. He does not want He doesn't want Murphy anywhere near this helicopter anymore. But they clear him anyway, and they take off. And Murphy is talking about she flies heavy. But Lyman mm-hmm. Good is all about, he's just in heaven with all of the tech that is in this helicopter. Yeah, they use the turbo... Um, and they, they, yes, which sounds exactly like something else, which we'll hear later on. Um, some, they got the microphones, the zoom camera, and what are they listening to down below? Somebody is trying to negotiate, I think, sex from a woman at a drive-in. I believe it's a hooker. And I then, think she was uh, a, just a waitress. 
Hmm. But you know, no, no, because they're both talking in code. Okay, they're both talking in code, which was like, okay, you're picking up a hooker. And then Lyman uh, Good zooms in with the cameras on her boobs. Mm-hmm. Once again, he would love the internet. Yeah, but then they put it in whisper mode, and they see a California Highway Patrol motorcycle. Yes. Do you think it was John or Ponch? <laughs> did Did you ever see uh, the Chips? No movie. No, it's actually no. funny. Is it? It's it's not good, but it it's way way better than I expected it to be. I don't like it when they take a TV show that was serious that I liked and they they just goof on it. Twenty One Jump Street, same thing. Twenty One Jump Street, Dukes of Hazard, uh, Baywatch, <laughs> uh, Last Jedi. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Murphy, they check the plates and Murphy knows the guy whose bike that is. Mm-hmm. And they check the thermograph. So they're basically running through the different tech that this has. So when it gets used, they don't have to explain what it is. Right. But the and bike is let, still hot. Yeah. So they, they pay, hey, let's put the microphones in on the house and they are listening to them bang. And, and they, they put it on the loudspeaker. Yeah. <laughs> they, they start broadcasting it and the guy he comes like like that and they they talk about how all of this stuff that they're watching that they're the microphones are picking up the cameras it's all being recorded in the belly yes listen uh old double dog back there i think he's entitled to a quickie don't you absolutely you can erase that tape can't you yeah uh, the memory bank's locked but i can get in there good that's another important thing just to show that he can get in there and this is almost uh, the the things that they're doing that they're using to look things up. It's almost a precursor to the internet. Yeah, it's a, they, they refer to it as database, and and Murphy says to uh, Jaffo, "Hey, let's put our own names on there, in there." And Jaffo's name comes up, and there's all kinds of stuff. And then when he puts Murphy's name in there, it says that this file is under repair. Right. It's like you broke your file. <laughs> yeah. But base calls them back, and it's Cochran. And Cochran and one of the bad guys leaves, and one of the the government guys is basically waiting for Blue Thunder to return before he goes to wherever the other two are going to. Right, but they see as they're pulling up to the Astral headquarters, they see Cochran's gray Corvette leave right in a hurry, and uh, hey, let's let's see Cochran's name on the computer. And then they go to follow him. And But the thing that kind of sets them off is Project Thor is brought up as, as they're they're looking at Cochrane. And it, mm-hmm. what does Thor stand for? Tactical Helicopter Offensive Response. And then the computer asks who they are. <laughs> right. As they're being asked to return. And this is one of the things I remember from, and I hadn't seen this film in a while, but this is a, one of the things that I remember from when I watched this as a child. Blue Thunder, you will acknowledge. Oh, shit. Uh, Blue Thunder, the special base. Oh, shit. But where, where was Cochran heading? Just some, I don't know, random tall building. Federal building. The federal building. All right. But they they go into whisper mode, and Lyman Good did is, Airwolf did Airwolf have a whisper mode? Yes, it did. Yes, all right. 
And uh, Lyman Good is looking for Cochran in the building. It basically is going room by room, floor by floor, looking for thermal signatures. And the the back at base, the, the government guy that le- was left behind is just laying into the captain. But the captain is not taking any shit from him because he does not he's, work for him. Yeah, he's defending Murphy. Uh, but now they're back at the government, the federal building. They're locking in on the sound. There's a group of bad guys, and they're they're watching them through thermal too. Correct? Yes. Yeah. They have the they get the thermograph and the mics locked, and the bad guy from the beginning is there again, and mm-hmm. they're talking about the helicopter project and the woman that was killed. And Cochran says that he should kill Murphy, and they actually give him the okay to kill him. Right. And this is when um, Murphy opens up the curtains and sees Blue Thunder in whisper mode. Cochran. Yes. I'm sorry. Cochran opens up the curtains and sees Blue Thunder right outside the window. Hold your nose. We're in deep shit. Let's get the hell out of here. Have you figured out what that helicopter sounds like yet? What the turbo sounds like? Well, if I had to guess... It it probably has something to do with the the joystick that was used by the F sixteens. Yes. Because they're similar. Yes. So Okay. All uh, right. But they, they go back, they land at base, and Lyman Good is getting the key cards for the tapes, and Murphy goes to see the captain. And Frank is well, Frank's in a lot of trouble. Frank Murphy is in a lot of trouble. Frank, you have a nice flight. I enjoyed it. Just wish you could have been there. Well, I hope so, because it's going to be your last one for a while. Now listen, Jack. No, you listen, Frank. That's the way it's got to be from now on. Me, Captain, you cop, me talk, you listen. If you notice, I don't have an ass when I get up out of this chair. It's because the old man just shoot it off just like that. And this is when Murphy realizes that they are not alone in that room. No, there's a government man there, and he wants to have a private conversation with the captain. Uh, but, yeah, the government man's not leaving. And then the the phone rings, and who's it that's on the phone? Uh, is it Cochran? Yeah. And Murphy realizes, yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. And the tech crew is looking at Blue Thunder as Lyman Good goes for the tapes as the captain continues to just absolutely rail on Murphy. Mm-hmm. Who in the hell do you think you're conning with that phony radio bullshit? For Christ's sakes, Frank, that went out the window three days after Marconi invented the fucking thing. But who's Marconi? Marconi is the person who's credited with the invention of radio. Ah. It's right. between Marconi, Edison, and uh, Tesla. Okay. You but, ever see... Um, yes. With David Bowie? Yeah. Fucking... That is that is a great movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. That is one of my favorite Nolan movies. There's a whole... And I always get them confused, even though they're not the same, but that and the prestige. The prestige is the one with David Bowie and Hugh Jackman and um, Christopher Bale. What's the other one? Christian Bale. Norton. Christian Bale. What did I say? Christopher Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. What's the one with um, Edward Norton? I don't know. Like I said, I get those two movies confused. The names of them. I've seen them both. The Illusionist. The Illusionist. Yes. They're both good. The Illusionist. They are, yeah, the prestige is better. That's in my top 10, I do believe. Wow, that's high praise. It's, I remember seeing it, remember, do you say that? I, I remember seeing it. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I have a high school education. 
Uh, I remember seeing that in the theater and just being blown away. So, so um, did you watch Die Hard over Christmas? I did not. My wife said, you haven't watched Die Hard this Christmas. I don't watch Die Hard every Christmas. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I understand that people do, but I'm just not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. Saving it for when we do it on the podcast. But, um, well, I, you can watch more than once. But um, the, the bad guy gets off the phone, goes out to the pad, and Murphy is watching him, and the bad guy realizes that one of the tapes is gone. Yes. Why wouldn't he have taken all of them? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. But uh, the bad guy from the beginning is waiting by Lyman Good's place. Yeah, he's got some groceries. Um, yeah, I, I refer to him as the assassin, this guy. But, uh, yeah, he, he, Jaffo Lyman good goes into his apartment and it's not that bad guy. It's two other guys that are in the apartment. No, he correct? was out front. The, the, yeah. the guy from the beginning was out front. There's other people in his apartment. Yeah. And they just start beating and, the shit out of him. And they want the tape. Yeah. They, they duct tape him and they zip tie his hands behind his back. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they want the tape, but they want it easy. And they, they go over what's going to happen and how they're going to hurt him if he doesn't cooperate. That must be reasonable. You're going to tell us what we want to know sooner or later. And I think you'd really rather it be sooner. Because first, I'm going to break your fingers. Then your arm. And then maybe your knees. (laughs) Now, I know you don't believe me. So I'm going to show you. I winced again just listening oh, to that. Did you? I yeah. did not. No. And I did not. He he says that the tape is in his car and one one of the bad guys goes out to look in his car and then Lyman Good fights back and he gets out of his place but his hands are still behind his back. Cuz yes. there's he's still zip tied and he's running and now the original bad guy is running him down in a car. Mhm. And Lyman Good runs into a guy on a on a bike. And when he runs into the guy with, on a bike, he falls down and he's able to break his fall with his hands. Yeah. That's probably just a safety thing, but probably, but then the bad guy runs him over and he's dead. Murphy shows up as they're zipping Lyman good into a body bag. Yeah. Tom Berenger is there and he's like, take him and bag him. <laughs> take the pain. Um, <laughs> But police dispatch calls out that they're looking for Murphy to detain mm-hmm. him about the death of Lyman Good. And right. Murph, Murphy's at a payphone and he's calling in to check his messages. Have you ever, did you have one of these? A yes, little, like, I did. You, you did, where it's mm-hmm. like. It wasn't like that. You just held down like a number and then you punched in a code and it played them all. But back. He, this is actually something that he's got in his hand. That makes oh, it okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's the same thing. It's, it's a, it's basically a tone. Instead of using touch tones, it uses right. a specific like frequency. Right. And the first message is from Lyman good saying, Hey, check out blue thunder. Right. And then the, the there's another one from a girl, Kate. It, and so she already knows, she knows that he's dead. And the dude just died like seven minutes ago. Uh, you know, she's, she's hooked up. She's news travels she, fast. She's in the information loop the next day or the next morning, I suppose, probably mm-hmm. Murphy's at the pad. And one of the bad guys asks why they don't just blank the tapes. And this is a very good question. So why don't they just blank the tapes? 
Um, I remember it, but I don't remember it. Lyman Good changed the access codes. That's right. He changed the access code. So he goes, Murphy goes into Blue Thunder and play plays a message. Yeah, he he from, basically he takes the the fuse that they took yes. out earlier and he puts it in so he can play back the cock cockpit uh voice recording. Yeah. And Lyman Good says he doesn't feel safe taking the tape home and he ditched it in a dumpster at a drive-in mm-hmm. and he also found out about his nickname. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I found out what Jaffo is. Just another fucking observer, huh? Get out of there. You're not supposed to be in there. Get the fuck out of there. So who was banging on the window? It was like a maintenance guy. And then what did Murphy do? Uh, it pulls a gun on him and uh, says, you talking to me, asshole? <laughs> and then he starts up the chopper. And th- this is, I-, I don't know. I don't know enough about this. I just know from just the logistics of it. Blue Thunder right now is in an enclosure. It is in something like a garage mm-hmm. where it has a roof over top of it. And he takes, yeah. he starts it up, takes off, but only a foot or two off the ground and then moves forward. Is that how that works? I think so. I don't know. There's not a lot of margin for error. It I don't sure like isn't. flying a drone out of my garage. <laughs> But yeah. he, he's in he, the air. And he calls information. He calls 411. Well, well before he calls 411, as he, he's flying away from the pad, Cochran comes running out. Mm-hmm. And he's just shooting at Blue Thunder with, I think it's just a pistol. It is. And Cochran is well aware that that is a bulletproof copter. <laughs> right. With one inch of armor. Right. So there's there's no way it wouldn't do anything. And this is when Murphy makes a call. And I, I love the fact that it has... Uh, just a regular dial or a regular like number pad there. And it's just normal. And the, the person on the phone is giving him a hard time about calling for a number, but what does he want the the phone number for? He wants the TV station. Yeah. He calls the TV studio and he tells them that there's a package coming for them. And then he calls information again and he's asking for his woman's number. Wouldn't he know that? Yeah, but it might be, I mean, he's, Everything is is like he's using Siri. He's 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 calling information using his voice, and he doesn't want to you know text and fly his helicopter at the same time. Still got to dial it. That's dangerous. No, he has information. Connect him. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This movie is ahead of its time, man. Um, but he, he calls Kate, tells her where the tape is, and tells her that she has to take it to the TV studio. Yeah, and then at Astro Division, everybody is just going fucking crazy. Right, Cochran is there in the, with the, with one of the government men, and they want the Air Force uh, to take out Blue Thunder, and they want the cops to go to the TV station and to Kate's house. Yeah, because they know who he called from Blue Thunder, and Cochran says something out loud about the bastard wanting to go public. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah. In front of a monologue. bunch of cops. Right. But the, the girlfriend is at the drive-in. And she just drives through the gate, which there's no reason for her to do that. <laughs> it certainly is not. Yeah, because now the janitor who sees her drive through the gate 
It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Crazy white woman. Oh, yeah. It's, and, uh, oh, God. It's the, the Terminator clip. Yeah. <laughs> so bitch. Uh, so bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's checking the dumpster. And Blue Thunder is hovering right above her. And there's just garbage flying everywhere. And she looks at her, up at him and she says this. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have to. Um, I'm, I fucked this up. I'm sorry, Doug. Give me oh, one. Oh, that's second. okay. It's, it's it's the you're not helping. Yeah. And I, I don't have that clip. You don't? <laughs> no, I, I, I know I did it. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. You're not helping. Is that John Stewart? It is. Okay. Actually, that's the, the image I used on the board for that. <laughs> so I don't no know. No shit. I didn't it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, but there's shit flying everywhere. <laughs> I don't understand that because... Previously, I, twice, twice in this movie, he dusts. He refers to it as yeah. dusting. And now he's doing it to the woman who's trying to find a package in a dumpster. Well, maybe he put it in non-dust mode. I, we don't know all the Perhaps. the powers that sure. Blue Thunder has. But she has the tape. Yes. And, and she drives through the fence and out of the drive-in. Yes. And now he dusts the cops that are trying to follow her. Right. And then mm-hmm. up in the air... Murphy's old partner is in a police chopper trying to find him. Yeah, there's two of them. There's two helicopters full of SWAT guys. But we only know of the identity of one of the people, and that is his partner, which is in, like, the left copter. Yes, yeah. But they're flanking him. There's one on either side, and they start shooting at Blue Thunder. Wouldn't some of those... Some of those bullets go, you know, not hit Blue Thunder. And hit the other hit the, helicopter? Hit the, hit the other helicopter? Yeah. He should have just hit the brakes and they would have just completely <laughs> taken each other out. Hit the brakes and they would have flown right by and exactly. shot each other. Yeah. And Murphy, he takes out his partner's copter, but not critically. I think he just, he uses the, the pinpoint accuracy of Blue Thunder to take out something so that it's damaged, but not critically and it can land. The other chopper yes. fires on him and there's news copters in the air as well. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple helicopters in this scene, and they're flying through the Terminator 2 set, flying like through those uh, what bridges. Would you call those? The, those are like runoff gutters. Yeah, but I, I think that's the same area that Terminator 2 was done. But you, and you have helicopters the... flying underneath the bridges. Oh, God. I mean, you got to be, be pretty, pretty good. fucking confident got... what you're doing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then one of the helicopters runs into <laughs> right to the abutment, in the, the middle pile, the middle pylon, I guess, of the of the bridge. Uh, Kate, she's be, now being chased, and uh, there's a cop that pulls up right next to her, and the cop says this. Pull over! Pull over! Pull over! Pull over! But I was also very surprised that the, all the music, while she's going in and out of traffic, going down the wrong way, that this was the music that was playing. I respect the fact you went back-to-back Eddie Murphy-related clips. No, this is Fletch. Oh, man. that's Fletch. I'm sorry. You're right. It's just still yeah. a movie. And we have not done Beverly Hills Cop yet. We have not done Beverly Hills Cop. But she's yeah. pulled over on... By the way, Beverly Hills Cop... Does not fit into my. I, I don't. I can't. I don't theme. even have a list, Doug. 
No. No, I don't. It's not fit, does not fit into my theme. Nor does this movie. This movie does not fit in. And I gave you, like, at the end of the podcast last week, I said, have we done a Roy Schneider film? Schneider film? You're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, this movie does not fit into my theme. Okay. Big hint. Okay. She's pulled over on the top of the bridge. Mm-hmm. She is done. I mean, yeah. she, she's dead to rights. There's, there's really nothing she can do here. And one of the guys uh, that one of the cops that has her pulled over is actually a cop from Remington steel or not. A, he's, he was from Remington steel. Really? Yeah. He was the, I've never watched Remington steel. Oh, come on. It's James Bond's. I know that got him the thing. It it's good. well, it's why he couldn't do James Bond. Yes, exactly. And that's why they had Timothy Dalton, but they asked for her license and registration. They have her guns drawn. And then blue thunder comes up right there and yes. distracts the cops. And she drives off and, he, he cuts. He literally cuts a car in half with his Gatling gun. Yep. He he saws the pursuing cop car in half with his Gatling uh-huh. gun, and she continues to drive. And how is she driving? Well, like he says something like, "You really do fly with the angels," or something crazy like sure. that. Yeah. But, but the the T one thousand is following her on a bike. <laughs> and yeah, and the the cot the T one thousand does the whole slide uh-huh. where he he's about to hit a semi, but he dumps the bike and slides into the semi. Now there's a TV report that's saying, you know, stay in your homes. There's a sniper out there on the prowl. Then we go back to the, the base and the mayor is there. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy that was one of the two people that has been in other movies that we've done previously. He was the blind saxophone player in all of me. And I don't know what he was in, no way out. He was uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that worked at the Pentagon. Okay. But th- there's a couple of F-16s that are ready to take Murphy out. And uh, the captain isn't in favor of it. And Murphy is continuing to monitor his girlfriend from the air. And she's either a terrible driver or a great one. One of the two. But yeah. she pulls into the TV studio and she's running into the building. So Murphy's uh, surveillance job to get her to the TV studio is done. Mm-hmm. And now we have the start of the F-16 sequence. They yes. they only made one F-16 model. They look just like toys. And for any shots that there's two of them, that's a composite. Yeah. And uh, the original bad guy is updating another bad guy about the F-16s. And then there's another bad guy that's at the studio. And he tells the girlfriend that he is a producer. Mm-hmm. And then the old bad guy at like the bad guy headquarters brings up a great point just erase all of them, all of the right. codes. And then Alf shows up Willie. And what well, do you think he was uh, up in his office eating some cats? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about that show is uh, it ended on kind of a cliffhanger where it looked like he was being vivisected. <laughs> oh, really? Because they didn't get to finish or do another season. Okay. And it was really kind of dark, but uh, he shows up and he says he's never seen that producer before the bad guy. And there's a scuffle and the bad guy draws a gun and this, yeah. And a, a sec- old security guard hits him with a flapjack. Oh, is that what that is? I'm pretty sure that's okay. what that was. Yeah. <laughs> do security guards, is that on their, uh, like their utility belt? Uh, back in 1983, maybe, I don't know. Flapjacks were a thing. Um, 
But the the jets are in the air. They want to engage. They get permission, and they launch their missiles. But they're using the same exact joystick as this. It's going to the Crystal Castle thing. The Crystal Castle? Yeah, when Starbuck died and he had oh. the uniform change. Yeah, it's oh, a Viper. Yeah. It's a Viper It's a Viper, yeah. yeah, from Battlestar. And that's exactly what the turbo of Blue Thunder sounded like also. But what is, they only say one of the pilot's names, and what is that pilot's, like, call sign? Mm-mm. Cookie. Oh, Cookie, yeah, yeah. So. And they, yeah, they um, shoot a Sidewinder missile. Yeah, but he's hiding by Amos's barbecue. It's it's by the exhaust of an Asian chicken restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> this part is hilarious because obviously Murphy does not care about collateral damage <laughs> because this chicken shack, the guys that are in there must have some like experience with being shot at by F-16 Sidewinder <laughs> missiles because they hear a missile coming and they're like, get the fuck out of here. And they, they vacate and the missile hits the chicken place. And there are fucking chickens everywhere. I mean, like 500 or 1,000 whole chickens raining down on the cop cars that are there. A little trivia tidbit. Those are actually real chickens. What chicken place is going to have 1,000 chickens? I don't know. One in in Little Tokyo? (laughs) No, but they, they, they decided or they figured out that it was cheaper to use real chickens than to get fake chickens. Really? And... Homeless people pick them up, <laughs> but the the mayor has seen what's going on, and he has his assistant start making calls uh, for the people whose district it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll be damned. Well, Colonel, one of your missiles just took out a barbecue shack down in Little Tokyo, Francis. Isn't that Ray's district? Yes, it is. Do you have his number? Right here. Well, you better give him a call because they're going to be calling him and he's going to be calling us. We don't call him before he calls us. Did you notice the sweat rolling down his the side of his face? No, I did not. Oh, dripping. This I don't know if the lights were extra hot on in the studio or if that was there to make the mayor perceive be perceived as being very very nervous. It it could be either, and you have to remember that. Since you watch this in ultra high definition, you know, mm-hmm. just like you can see the the hairs <laughs> yeah. sticking up, you, you yeah. get to see those uh, beads of sweat. But the F-16s are still out there flying, and there are people pointing up in the sky as a, a SWAT team shows up. And then Blue Thunder is in front of a famous building. That's actually a hotel. The, okay. the, the series of round buildings, there's like six All of right. them together. I think this, okay. it's a Sheridan. If I All remember right. correctly. And the other guy uh, takes a shot with another missile and that missile takes out a part of a building and Murphy has had enough and he takes out one of the F-16s and the pilot ejects. Yeah. Eject, eject. And the other F-16 bugs out and heads for home as the the pilot from the, the F-16 that got shot down is parachuting well, he, down. He calls it off. The mayor calls off. The other F-16, and this hap- This is going on while Cochrane is getting in another gunship. And I believe the, the helicopters that the police were using before are Bell Rangers, and this 
helicopter that Cochran is getting in. You've seen it before. It's yeah. It was the same same type of helicopter that was in Magnum PI that yes. PC flew, but it, they refer to them as little birds in the military. Okay. Yeah. And Cochran takes off without permission. Well, yeah, he asked for permission and he's denied and he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Murphy's actually watching the the pilot from the F-16 he shot down as the pilot is parachuting. And Cochran is circling and Murphy does not know that Cochran is out there. Right. And Cochran opens fires and opens fire. And one of yes. the bullets gets through somehow. Through the plexiglass. Well, yeah. but I mean, that's still bulletproof glass. You would think so. And you would think so. Because yeah. what, what what caliber is, is that going to be shooting? Fifty? The guns the gun the guns that are in Cochrane? Yeah. I mean fifty caliber is a big fucking round. So is twenty millimeter. It's the gun that would be on Blue Thunder, twenty millimeter. No, that's too big of a round. It, it, it would cause too much kickback, just like a fifty caliber on a helicopter. Um so I mean probably seven point six two, which is what you would see fired out of an M sixty. But you you think that anything that's going to have that kind of an impact is granted it's going through something to get to him. That's mm-hmm. going to not just hurt him. That's going to take off his arm <laughs> or a big chunk of it. Yes, it is. But also while he shoots, he hits the gun, which jams the gun. He can't use the main benefit of the optical portion of his helmet that can move the gun. Right. Just like in the force awakens. Yeah. You know, is inspired by this film. But uh, Murphy is hurt, and he's having more Vietnam flashbacks. And this is mm-hmm. the first time we see the entire thing play out. And it shows that Cochran was actually the guy who pushed the Viet Cong out of the helicopter in Nam. Yes. And he, had a, he has a U.S. military uniform on. Right. Again, why wouldn't they just grab, you know, um, I don't know, James Colburn would have been perfect for this role. Might have been a little old. You think so? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. But. Back at the TV yeah. studio. Alf is watching the tape. <laughs> while, really? he's eating a cat, while he's eating a cat leg. The $5 million prototype was utterly destroyed. Or maybe this one. Jesus Christ, Lolly. You ought to hear this stuff. These guys, they sound like cops and feds. They're stirring up trouble in the barrio to prove what that goddamn chopper can do. It's all right here. And you better tell Mario to go easy on that mad sniper stuff. That cop up there just might turn out to be the hottest ticket since Horatius at the bridge. Do you know who Do you know who Horatius at the bridge is? Horatio Alger. No, he, he says the hottest ticket since Horatius at the bridge. No, it was a Roman soldier. That oh, is that three hundred? No, it wasn't that. That that dude, the three hundred was was Greece was okay. Greek. Horatius at the bridge was something to do with Roman mythology where a guy held off a bunch of bad guys at a bridge. Okay. But th- the dog fight continues and blue thunder is smoking, but still flying. Mm-hmm. And he's playing a little cat and mouse between buildings. And yes, one of the things that you see multiple times as they're flying by different landmarks is you see the hotel Cecil. Okay. I don't know what the hotel Cecil is. It's a hotel for low income people. It's also, it's, it's a hotel slash long-term place in right. right outside the ghetto in LA. All right. There's a great documentary about this woman who ended up dead there or missing who had stayed there. 
Okay. But Jen and I watch it, and every time we say, hey, Hotel Cecil. Okay. But Frank stops in place, and he's just waiting for Cochran. Mm-hmm. And because his nose turret is damaged, he, he basically needs Cochran to come front and center, right in front of right him. In, right in front of him. This whole cat and mouse thing, it goes on a little bit too long. Right, but still, I, I, I can appreciate the the ability or how well they they shot the aerial footage during this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And but Cochrane comes out and Murphy misses him and tears into a building behind Cochrane. And then the chase continues and now Cochrane's behind Murphy and they're flying through a section of Detroit as <laughs> Murphy continues to try to get the nose turret to work and they almost run into the smokestack that Bond dropped the bald guy into. Um no, it wasn't actually named as him, but it was in uh was it in the movie we did? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, <sighs> not live and let die. What's, no, for your eyes for only. For your eyes only, yeah. But it, who's the main bad guy? Who's the... Um, God damn it. It's the guy who pl- was played by Telly Savalas, but they couldn't say his name because they didn't have the rights to use that name. He's also played by Donald Pleasance. Right, correct? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Spectre, the head of Spectre. Right. Blofeld. Blofeld, Yes. But I I don't know how much of this was models, but I think most of this flying was actually real. Mm-hmm. And this is where Murphy goes for um, the loop that they talked about earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Smile, you son of a bitch. Jaws. Um, yeah. And... So and he says right before he shoots him, he does say, catch you later. And doesn't he, what is, he says something as he's trying to pull the copter over. Like, come on, you son of a bitch. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But the, the sun is starting to set and we hear a train mm-hmm. and there's no way inside a helicopter you'd be able to hear that. <laughs> right. Especially wearing headphones. But Murphy goes and he sets Blue Thunder down on the tracks and he does his watch thing, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, and again, this is where Murphy just does not care about anybody else because he allowed a chicken place to get blown up. He allowed a missile to go into a hotel because that's where the sun was reflecting that caught the heat-seeking sidewinder. And he doesn't care about the engineer in the train that could catch, I don't know, some spare ammo exploding or a blade through the window of the, the cabin of the, the train. Well, I, that, that helicopter, we've already talked about how that helicopter is going to weigh a lot because of the bulletproof armor. Yes. A train running into a dumpster, just a full dumpster on a train tracks, potentially might derail it. Right. And this is going to be more than that. But yeah. he, he jumps out of the copter just in time for it to get hit by the train, which probably killed the conductor. And for some reason, they show it, Four or five times. <laughs> right. But as he's walking away and the, the helicopter is exploding as the train is hitting it, he's doing the whole 80s movie trope, walking away from an explosion. Mm-hmm. But he does flinch. And the there is this news report. Or actually, I, I think they're, they're kind of together. So what it does this weird... Well, I'll do the news report first. 
Okay. The $5 million prototype was utterly destroyed when Officer Murphy, his gasoline supply exhausted, set the helicopter down on the tracks directly in front of a southbound freight train. That was the end of the special helicopter, but not the end of this story. On the strength of a tape which Officer Murphy delivered to this reporter earlier today, the mayor has reopened the investigation into the death of Councilwoman Diana McNeely, which might also be connected with the death of Officer Richard Lyman Good of the Astro Division. Half a dozen members of the local police department and several government officials of both the state and the justice departments have been detained for questioning. Coming up, the weather and a sneak preview on a Japanese bullet train soon to be seen in the Southland, maybe. And it, it does this weird thing where it goes to video. Mm-hmm. And then how does it actually end? Freeze frame. Freeze frame, freeze frame. Freeze frame! <laughs> So, what did you think? It was all right, man. It was it was a quick watch. I I liked it. I it, yeah. Is, is it a great film? No, no. But did I enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I did enjoy sure. it. It had some shortcomings. Um, yeah. You talked about some of the special effects aren't great, but overall, I thought it was it was pretty good. So, well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property. And take people's clothes off. And <laughs> for the monster bush, the monster bush. Uh, the last thing, uh, actually, not the last thing, but w- would you recommend it? Sure, why not? I mean, I- I'm not going to sit and watch it with my kid, and that's kind of how I judge a movie if I would recommend it. But you know, to friend of show Joey, if he's never seen Blue Thunder. Fucking watch Blue Thunder, man. Everybody's got Amazon. Everybody's got Amazon. Watch right. Blue Thunder. All right. I would recommend it as well. Um, any any last thoughts? No. Good pick. So now it's time for... Watcha. 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 Go ahead. Okay. Uh, continuing on Yellowstone Season 3. There's so much to watch. It's between that and I, there's another series that I'm watching, a couple different series that I'm watching. It's it's hard, man, to, to just keep on going and when there's other shit to watch. But um, sorry, I got a cough. <laughs> okay. Well, just for me, just for that, on the same, I'm just finished up season one of Yellowstone. Okay. Are you watching the Yellowstone prequel? The only I don't have Paramount. I know the first episode is on YouTube. Okay, so I kind of assume that at some point season four of Yellowstone would be on your platform plus yeah. eighteen eighty three. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of figured. Um, I finished up Hawkeye. Big cameo at the end as of who the actual big bad is. He was the big bad in uh, Daredevil. Okay. Oh yeah, I, so, I knew about that. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Which I don't, uh, you know, let that guy go. But he's huge. He's 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 a big bad in Punisher comic books, Daredevil comic books, Spider-Man comic books. So he's kind of an important character. Yeah, I just don't understand how he can come back, though. But I, I didn't okay. watch it, so I don't know. So continue. I watched uh, Matrix um, Resurrections on HBO Max. Okay. All right. I mean, I felt it was better than Matrix two and three. Okay. 
moved kind of slow, but still very fun and entertaining to watch. Yeah, I watched the first half an hour of that. All right. And I, I got up to the point where, I don't know her real name, but Trinity and Neo meet in the real world. In the coffee shop? Yes. Yeah. He's, um, I have a hard time accepting Dirtbag Neo. Okay. All right. John Wick yeah, Neo because John Wick Neo, yeah. Because he's right. in all the other ones, he's clean cut, uh-huh. high and tight. Uh-huh. Not Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But he's different in this movie. He's, you know, a game designer, so it's very it meta time. what I saw. It's very self referential. As far as, you know, the the fact that he the the Matrix code thing is from one of his games. Yeah. And a lot of the things that he says reference the real thing about them making a fourth one because it's it's the Wachowski's way of controlling the property. Yeah, what was what I didn't like is they showed lots of clips from the first couple of movies. Oh, did they? I I didn't get to that. Yeah. So, but they show it like kind of like mini flashbacks, or it's on a screen that they're in a room and that's and it's playing. I okay. didn't care for that. I didn't think I didn't think that that was necessary. That if you like the Matrix, you wouldn't need that. Uh, I took my boys to go see Spider Man No Way Home on Thursday. Okay, is that what you saw? Yes. <laughs> There's a point in that movie where they just they dial it up a notch, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" I wasn't. I didn't. I'd heard rumors, but I was trying to stay away from that so I mm-hmm. would be surprised, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and without saying what oh, you're talking fuck, fuck. about, yeah, we talk can talk it. around it. Yeah. Um, I understand if, if you go see Avengers Endgame, uh-huh. I can expect you to have seen Avengers, uh, was the one before Endgame? Uh, Infinity War. Infinity Wars, yeah. And Captain America versus Winter mm-hmm. Soldier and all that other shit. There, right. there There's... I can expect that, but it, it it's the same problem that I've seen in other films where, well, in order to fully understand this film, you have to have read this book or you need to be familiar with this comic book from 50 years ago. And it's fine if it's an Easter egg. It's mm-hmm. another thing where you have critical emotional beats of a film that are completely reliant on you being familiar with material outside of what this series is. Okay. That was one of my complaints about that film. The other complaint was, it was a little bit long. It could have been shorter. Yeah. You know, we've, but my boys and I, we've seen every single fucking Marvel movie. So I understood it. There's nothing that was, that, that didn't make sense to me. I'm assuming the Doctor Strange stuff. You had a, you had a difficult time following that. Uh, no, not that. And honestly, I didn't have a problem with any of it. It's just some of the core beats. Okay, explain for Jen. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, for her. She like uh, she has a gap between a movie from 20 years ago <laughs> and okay. a movie from 10 years ago that. If you're not familiar with that, certain things are not going to mean anything to you. There, there was like a a very specific redemption thing where yes. somebody does something they were not able to do before, yeah, that redeemed them, 
Yeah, I got choked up during at that fight. Honestly, uh, there's, you know, it's a superhero film, so lots of people die. Mm-hmm. There was one death that almost made me fucking lose it in the theater, um, and it wasn't because it was well done. <laughs> it was just because of what's happened in the last two weeks. Of, is, it, is it the same character that got naked in the wrestler? Yes. Okay. Which <laughs> you can't desperate spoiler, but yeah, because it, it's the same thing where you just see the the body where it's just there and it's just mm-hmm. the body and yeah. having seen that in the la- that hit really really fucking hard for me. But please continue. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was good. You- I thought it was good. Um, those were my complaints. Okay. I I absolutely loved it. Um we were sitting in the dream loungers and I had the middle uh armrest up and my youngest was snuggled up against me and I had my arm around him. And when the three of them are all swinging together and they all land in the different ways that they all the poses, land, sure. I w- I said out loud, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and my youngest is like, "Dad, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's so cool." But no, it, it, it really, was. It really, really was. Liked it. I would love to know how much certain people got paid for that film. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So please continue sure. beyond. We our did our whole, every New Year's or New Year's Eve, every Christmas Eve, we watch Elf. Love that film. Is that uh, where he eats a cat? <laughs> Elf. Yes. Elf. Oh, yes. Elf. Wolf I thought you said Elf. Elf. I'm sorry. Elf. Elf. And literally today I was sat down at the, uh, my iPad and I'm scrolling through Yahoo and there's some fucking 20 something shipberg wrote an article for uh insider. And it was on Yahoo that I couldn't sit through five minutes of elf because they just make fun of disabled, mentally disabled people. Fuck you. I went through and I actually read the article and it was like, you fucking asshole. That's not that's not what it does. It doesn't do that. There there's two websites that I I go to if I want to get pissed off about something. Okay. Oh, uh, one of them's Jezebel. All right. Not and, familiar with that. And the other one's The Root. Not familiar with that either. Okay. All, All right. right. But please but continue. If you want to get pissed um and then I watched a movie I'm, I'm yeah, like 80% done with it. It's on HBO Max. It's called Man Down and it's with uh Shayla LaBeouf and um Who's John McClane's son in the last Die Hard movie? What was that dude's name? He's been in a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Wait, 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 wait. Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Finally, we get to use it. <laughs> been sitting on that for a week. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's uh, They're Marines in, in Afghanistan, and uh, but it, it's kind of weird because he's got a wife and kid at home. And when he comes home, it's like the apocalypse and they're trying to find his kid. And one of the, the dude who's John McClane's son in the last Die Hard movie is a ghost or something. I'm not sure. I haven't been able to quite figure it out because I've just been watching it in little segments. I'm going to finish watching it tonight. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Were, were there any trailers that really piqued your interest? <sighs> I'm trying to think what the trailers were. Buzz oh, Lightyear. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear was cool. I was really kind of surprised that they showed this Jake Gyllenhaal and 50 Cent movie about being in an ambulance. I think this Yes, it's called Ambulance, I believe. 
Yes. I was really surprised that they showed that trailer before Spider-Man. Okay. So you might have seen uh, the same to, trailers that I saw. I'm trying to think what other trailers that we saw. There was, was another Marvel film. Um, I can't remember which it, one, though. They didn't show the Doctor Strange trailer. No. No. Um, I can't think of what other Marvel film would be coming There's out. fucking 25 minutes. I should I should remember what they are. I just don't. Um, yeah, nor do I. So um, okay. for me, I watched uh, Wrath of Man, which you talked about. Uh, Jason Statham. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that. Um, okay, you talked about it. Gosh, probably almost a year ago at this point. Is that the one where they're in the bayou? No, it is no, the one no. where he he works for a money company where they they pick up uh, like the the cash deposits. He works for a like a Brinks type company. Okay, yeah, and he's out basically to find the people that killed his kid. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Hmm. Um. I watched. What do you think? I liked it a lot. I really yeah. did. Um, I mean, it's it's not a deep film, but I, I no. definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched a film called Meander. All right. Um, weird, weird fucking film. It's a it's a puzzle film where there's only two actors in the entire thing, mm-hmm. and basically, it is this woman who's trying to escape this puzzle. And she has eight minutes to solve like each section of this tube she's crawling through before it gets filled with flame or water. Oh, all right. I think it's French. Um, okay. Like I said, finished uh, for season one of Yellowstone. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes because it, it, it kind of has gotten to a tipping point in which it usually does at the end of a season. Mm-hmm. And the, the family is, well, what's left of the family is very fractured. And there's mm-hmm. also health issues. So, and a lot of times the health issue stuff just kind of gets poo pooed away. So I'll see how that goes. It it doesn't get poo pooed away. Okay. So, um, no way home. We've already talked about that. I went and saw that yeah. today, but I had not seen Far From Home. Ah. Uh-huh. So we watched Far From Home the other night. Okay, and you would have to see be able to see, to see the ending, which they show the last couple minutes of Far From Home. Yes. At the beginning of No Way Home. Well, at, at the end of, and I know enough to watch through their credits. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me smart. I mean, everybody fucking knows that. But at the end of Far From Home, bef- when the credits start, I didn't understand how No Way Home started because everybody knew who Spider-Man was. Right. So, you know, that, and that's one of the two mid-credits sequences in that film. Did you stay for the post-credits stuff? Not the second. The second, the the one at the end of the credits, I think, was the Doctor Strange trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, yes. the 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 post credits was the Venom. Yes, and we had just and we had just seen Venom in the theater a couple of weeks ago. So I never realized that Venom takes place in the multiverse. Well, it, it's a great way to explain it. Um, uh, there's a couple major major problems with um Far From Home. The fact that this guy worked for Stark Industries and nobody fucking recognizes him, that's a problem. Which, who, Happy? No, 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 no. Um, Mysterio. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. And then I watched uh, Happy Death Day to You, which is okay. the second movie in the Happy Death Day franchise. All right. 
Those are great movies. Okay. I mean, I know people don't like horror, and it's not really horror, but um, the second one is a multiverse movie, honestly. All right. Where it's about parallel dimensions, mm-hmm. where things that have... And it, it was, from a timing perspective, it was interesting because one of the key components of the first film is there's this guy who killed the main character's mom. In the second one, she's in. She gets shifted into this alternate universe mm-hmm. where her mom is still alive, mm-hmm. and she has to make the choice about whether or not she's going to go back to her real universe. All right, and you know, just based on the last couple of weeks, another thing that just kind of hit a little personally. Okay, um, and that's it. So, do you have a question, or where do you stand? Uh, I, I have a question. Doug's got a question for man. How's he gonna answer it? I don't know. Let's find out. No, oh, short version. I, you know, I'm I'm almost thinking that this segment needs to be retired because I may have asked this question before. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You're at the grocery store. You grab a bunch of bananas, and okay. you feel a pinch on your 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 hand and you look down and oh I've been bitten by something and you go to the doctor and you show it to the doctor and the doctor says oh you've been bitten by a Peruvian death spider that hides in bananas you have exactly two weeks to live the two weeks that you have to live will be fine because the venom moves very slowly through your heart over the course of two weeks but as soon as it hits your heart you're just going to drop dead what do you do in those two weeks well no you have not asked that question before Okay. It's cause, and it's very, very specific. Um, hmm. Well, Peruvian death spiders are a real thing, Matt. Okay. Um, well, first I set up a lawsuit against Kroger. Okay. <laughs> so my family is going to be taken care of. All right. Um, you know, I... You know, there's... The problem is time and distance. And because distance takes time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you talk about people that know whether they're going to die because of disease or whatever. And what do you do with that time when you know that you have it? I think that there's conversations I'd want to have um, with, with people. And at the same time, I, I don't think outside of immediate family, I probably would not share the fact that I'm going to die. Like okay. I, I, I talk to you and I talk to some of my other friends and, you know, I just have that conversation just to have a conversation. They'd be like, well, why the fuck are you calling me? But I, I, I wouldn't want it to be a conversation about that. I just want it to be a conversation where I get to have like my, my moment with them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, spend time, with 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 my mom, my kids, my wife, my dog, not necessarily in that order. Um, and then I don't I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much that I hope to do before whatever happens happens. 
And then it would just be a matter of prioritizing. What is what is worth the time when you know that you have a finite amount of time? Is it really worth finishing, you know, Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to do it. But there, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I'd try to do anything that I could do without making it be about the fact that I know that I'm going to be gone. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I, just like you alluded to, you make a couple of phone calls. Um, you know, I love my sister and I love my dad and my brother and my mom and, and those, you know, you know, you and a couple of other people, I would make a phone call to everybody else. Fuck off. I don't care. Um, (laughs) the people that I love, I, I think I would, you know, it'd be like, in one day, okay, goodbye, and then pack my family up, you know, my two boys and uh, my missus, and go drive out, just drive out west, and just drive and rent the best places that we can for two weeks, and just spend time together until I drop dead. You know, I don't need to get in an airplane and go, oh, okay, let's go to Germany or Australia or Japan. Well, you're going to be just, wasting a day of your... I'm right. Let's just drive, man, and and go and, and spend time together and say, you know, fuck off to devices. <laughs> We're not going to watch anything. Um, We're just going to spend time together, whether it's in silence or, you know, all right, Mrs., you drive, and I'm just <laughs> going to sit in the back seat with my arms around my boys and be with them. You know, you, know. You, you brought up something there and it's something I thought about and don't take this the wrong way because this is not me guilt tripping you, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it might come across that way. But I, I got taken to task a little bit about uh, things I did do and things I didn't do in the last two weeks. And you know, Jen said, you really should have sent Doug a text about what was going on. No, you, dude, you had other shit on your mind. No. Like I said, it was selfish of me to, to expect that from you. No, and the thing is, and it was a thing I thought about, but honestly, I I, I did the things I had to do from a, hey, I'm not going to be at work perspective. And other than that, I kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you should have done that. Nah. And do I feel bad about it? Sure. Do I feel... No. Really bad about it? Nah, not really. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad about it at all, man. I mean, your dad passed away. It's, it's that's. You got to be selfish in those in, in certain situations in life, and like I said, that was fucking unbelievably selfish of me to expect you to send me a text to tell me that your dad had passed away. You know, that was not an obligation that you needed to fulfill. You did what you needed to do. You said what you needed to say on Facebook. I eventually found out about it, even though I felt horrible that I was like, oh, hey, yeah, what what's that library link that I can see if, uh, you know, I can get a movie from after your dad had died? And I didn't know. Well, honestly, it, it did make me feel a little bit better. So it, it made you feel better that, that you were fucking me? A no, bit? no, no, that, that you did that. And it's like what I saw. It just made me laugh because okay. I, I knew that there was another part of that was that was going to come. Okay. All right. It's like. You know, I know Doug is going to feel bad about this at some point. Yeah. And I'm going to take some small amount of joy in that. Sure. All right. All right. So, um, ready to talk about next week's movie? I am ready to talk about next week's movie. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. All right. I couldn't decide. So, I'll let you choose. Do you want a movie with a baseball bat 
or a movie with a tank. Okay. I'm not ready to do the untouchables. So I'm going to say tank. Okay. Daniel Stern plays Lyman Good in this week's film. He plays Hitchhiker in 1981's Honky Tonk Freeway. George DeZunda plays Eugene in that movie. DeZunza, do you know who that is? No. He's a bigger guy. Honky Tonk uh, Freeway, um, uh, the, the woman from Vacation is in that as well. Okay. DeZunda was the dude in the wheelchair in No Way Out. Okay, okay. Plays Daskal in next week's 1988 film. No clue. The Beast, starring Jason Patrick and George DeZunda. Jason Patrick of Speed 2 fame. Yes. There's a Baldwin brother in this movie and another dude that you're like, you'll be like, I know that dude. <laughs> what what is what is the film that uh Patrick's in with Kevin Bacon, Sleepers? Where is that it? Yeah, it's about um a bunch of kids that got fucked by oh, Catholic college. priests. Is that Sleepers? I think it's Sleepers, yeah. What's the one You're not thinking of the one where they bring each other back from the dead are you yes oh gosh um julia roberts was in that yeah um a bald a baldwin was in that as well because he billy made, baldwin, he made billy sex baldwin. tapes of yes billy of baldwin was in that one flatliners, flatliners. Which, which got and remade Kiefer sutherland is in that yes all right yeah so we're doing sorry uh, you don't, this pod, people don't want to listen to me hacking my brains out. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, the beast. You've never heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay. It's on Amazon prime. Okay. Easy enough. Um, mm-hmm. trying to, so next week, um, how did you know, how did you catch untouchables with baseball bat? How many films outside of major league <laughs> bull Durham have baseball bats in them? Field of dreams. You said you wouldn't uh, do Field of Dreams. Oh, you're right. I did say I wouldn't do Field of Dreams. You aren't ready to do The Untouchables, huh? Uh, no, it's... You, you Were you were you afraid that I would show more love for Kevin Costner and his beautiful <laughs> penis? Right, so we watched the, un, the Untouchables. We watched uh, Yellowstone. Every single episode we watched of the, the, of the Untouchables, every single episode we watched of Yellowstone, <laughs> Jen is like, oh, that's why he wants to suck Kevin Costner's cock. <laughs> <laughs> every single episode all right all right yeah but um so next week next week the beast next week the beast or it's sometimes it's referred to as the beast of war okay but sunday thursday those are your oh, options i'm guessing that's right sunday saturday is new year's day you don't want to do anything the, the night of new year's day i could do it new year's day i mean I that's fine with me. I just figured, you know, you have family and shit. Dude, we fucking New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. They're just not. They're just other days on the calendar for us. Okay, sounds good. So we'll you know, just go back. You know what right the here. you know what the significance of New Year's Day is? We take down Christmas. That's it. That's our tradition. Oh, I'm looking forward to the Christmas. Show oh, the so am I. I take down up. the lights and I'm like, that's it. I'm bringing up boxes and I'm bringing down boxes. I ain't fucking taking down any other shit. Yeah, so, so Jen is getting really pushy about, about a bunch of shit. <laughs> okay. She's, uh, stop touching my Christmas tree. I have not laid a hand on her Christmas tree. I There's a little remote that turns the fucker off. <laughs> I never All touch right. the tree itself. And then there is 
you need a haircut. I'm, I realize that I'm getting a haircut on the second of January. I'm getting a haircut. Okay. But well, you're getting it all cut off. No, I'm not getting it all cut off. Let's not go crazy here. And I, I think the the straw that broke the camel's back was on Christmas Day when I put it in a ponytail. <laughs> oh God! Did you really? That's so gay. <laughs> it's just the fact that I can do it. Yeah. When I think of ponytails, all I think of is, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all uh, right. Go ahead and. Yeah. Brandon's not home. Yeah. You know what? Nobody listens this far to the end. So. No, because d- did you catch the, 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 the last bit? Because I changed it last week. I did hear it. Yes. At the very end? Yes. Your dedication? Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that. I wanted to do that outside of figuring. Most people not catch it, but I wanted to put it out there. So okay, well, thanks everybody for oh, listening. Oh yeah, sorry, funny, funny story. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to see if I can push this to three hours. Um, so Jen finished the the podcast for Christmas Vacation, and she she came in and she said, "I just finished Christmas Vacation, and it immediately switched over to Romancing the Stone." Ah, oh. because she still had an hour left of Romancing oh, the Stone. Really? Okay. <laughs> So, and I guess when you're doing four consecutive three hour plus podcasts in a row that, that can get there. suppose. Yeah. All right. Now go ahead. We're not going to get okay. there. So it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Find us on Facebook, Betamax Rewind at Yahoo. Or I do that every time. Email us Betamax Rewind at Yahoo.com or find us on Facebook, Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug. Like and review. Send us an email. Any kind of feedback. We like it. We've gotten very little feedback, and that's because we have very little listeners. What are you going to do? You'd be surprised. Yeah? yeah no, and honestly, uh, Johnny Dangerously, huge spike last week. Really? I, I can't. I, I look at the, the movies we've done, and you'd think that you could say, this movie's going to be huge. This movie's going to have a lesser number. And in my mind, when I look at the numbers of listens, it doesn't follow any kind of pattern for what I'd expect. Hmm. Interesting. How many listens do we have for Johnny Dangerously? Oh, we got, I don't know. We had like, uh, it, it represented a 50% spike of all the listeners up until this last week. It basically almost doubled in size last week. Huh? Interesting. All right. Uh, or, you know, rate and review us on, on Apple. It's super easy. Five stars. Look, you know, just in the review section, great podcast love the show anything it helps with the algorithm helps fantastic lovely smart and good looking listeners like you find dumb fucks like us all right so we will see you next week for 1988 the beast Beast. with jason patrick and some dude i've never heard of and george desunda you know who george he was in the first season of law and order with chris noth dumb dumb yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's 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 been canceled. Yes, he has. Um. Uh, yeah. You hear what uh, Sarah Jessica Parker said about that whole thing? No. <laughs> that he that he was feeding her oats. <laughs> yeah. That was. Okay. All right. Talk to everybody next week. All right. See ya. Get out. Get out now.